Welcome back, true believers, to another exciting episode of the Not Funny Guys Present Off the Reels, the internet's number one podcast on public library recommendations for finding missing airplanes that the government seemed to misplace somehow. This is episode 75, and today we are excited to talk to you, the listener, maybe watchers, I don't know, do you got a camera in this room? I hope not, about MCU's phase three classics, Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel. That's two movies, Ant-Man and Wasp and Captain Marvel. Now, let's get on with the show. We're your favorite ne'er-do-wells, the Not Funny Guys, and I am possibly your host, Casey. I have my house again, and I haven't slept very much in 48 hours, Franklin. And I'm joined by my two co-hosts, the other members of the Not Funny Guys, Dr. John. Why is there an airplane in my backyard again? Evans. And Eric, smallest bladder in the world. <laughs> Line Marger. Now that all that's out of the way, we'd like to remind you that if it doesn't say the Not Funny Guys then you're listening to the wrong podcast and you need to turn it off immediately and listen to our podcast, The Not Funny Guys. Gentlemen, say hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. I just want to point out, by the way, if someone's listening to the wrong podcast, they don't hear your instructions to turn it off. Know, <laughs> More <that's> importantly, <laughs> stop telling the government why, why I have an F-35 in my backyard. <laughs> And look, I stole it for purposes of flying it to Cuba. (laughs) Also, it's a funny coincidence that the second movie is about a pilot. I didn't put that together until I was reading what I wrote. Crash lands. I think (laughs) trying to eject. (laughs) She tries to eject. I still don't know why the pilot ejected from the plane. I have not seen that in any news story. Just they ejected <laughs> and the plane was on had autopilot and just kept going i all right can i throw out some conspiracy theories see if i can get yes. the podcast going up <laughs> welcome to the number one conspiracy theory podcast on the internet so i think yeah that this pilot is rogue essentially and was trying to crash the plane right was trying to damage something essentially mm-hmm and that is why we don't hear from him right now, or her, them, right? I don't know. Probably a court martial. I mean, knowing, knowing, knowing odds, it's probably if if my theory is correct, it's a it's a crazy white man, but nonetheless, um, yeah, it's it's the guy's under court martial, the girl's under court martial, whoever it may be. The pilot is under is under strict observation at the moment, to say the least, <laughs> is my guess. Can I throw up mine now? Because yeah, mine's even crazier. Let's, let's what? Yeah, okay. So the pilot is flying this new plane. They've got experimental new um, guidance system in the plane. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, a mix of AI and regular computing. And Ooh, China man. hacked into it and was like, we want this plane. Eject! And tried to fly it out. But it lost internet signal because it was over South Carolina and then crashed. <laughs> Had it no, been it North lost Carolina. internet signal because it flew over the water and Starlink doesn't cover that. What if it was Elon just being like, oh no, I'm just going to prove you wrong, everybody. World War Three. Well, World. since he can't run a social media site, I don't actually think he can do that much. All right, John, you have to, what's your crazy conspiracy theory? Well, I can't divulge that. It's parked in my backyard. <laughs> Good point. Good point. 
That's and, the theory, folks. <laughs> and and like a good point, Eric, were you what? on point this week? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Why you lost the, 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 the wrestling heels are back in town, baby. We have come, we have conquered, we have shamed. We did, did oh, you at least clean will, up will... after you came? No, no, I, I left that place sticky and messy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of sticky and messy, I saw bottoms this week in Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Cocaine Bear, surprisingly funny. The kids were like the star of that. Um, I really enjoyed the kids trying to figure out how to do coke. Uh, it made me laugh. <laughs> well, it's um, hard for them to do much if it's not an edible. Well, they tried to eat it. That's what was funny about it. What, in bottoms? No, not at bottom. Uh, they were trying to bear? eat it too, but at Cocaine Bear, the kids oh, were trying. I to almost eat. watched that. I almost watched that. Cocaine Bear. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's really funny. Uh, bottoms was really enjoyable too. Um, I look forward to seeing Bottoms again. Bottoms does not sound like it's going to be about lesbians. That's all I'm going to say. It does not. <laughs> it is all about the lesbians trying to tickle the pearl, <laughs> tickle that pearl. Makes it it. Definitely makes me think of a different end of the uh, LGBTQ spectrum. If, if, uh... It does. It does. <laughs> the next letter after the L, if I'm being really specific. But moving on. There's no, now that you mentioned that, There's. I don't think they have any gay men or boys in this school. Because it only seems to be lesbians in this school. I, to be clear, all the men in there are probably gay. <laughs> oh, boys. no, there is one. No, I'm, I, nah. there's one. They make a reference to one earlier. Anyway, sexuality matter. is a spectrum, and the, and the youth today can tell you that more than anyone else. This is true, but it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. Um, John, did you do anything exciting this week other than steal an airplane? <laughs> um, I got a puppy. Huzzah! Went to What's a really cool name? um school of human. Uh, Humanities, uh, Humane Society, sorry, Humane Society uh, was having this really fun little event. They had like food trucks and everything. Uh, we got a little um, part Chihuahua, part Greyhound um, named Cassie. So wait, wait, wait. Can can I ask, did you go there for the puppy or for the food We trucks? went there for the puppy and we got okay. lucky by finding out that they were having a whole event. I was wondering if like you were showing up for like, oh, we're going to go hit up this brewery and food truck. No, no, ah, no. We got a dog. No, no they did. Which have might great... how be my get they my did... next dog. They <laughs> did have bites. a great like uh, little food truck. One was serving up like really good like french fries where you, they did like different combinations. And then they had a whole thing that does dry ice candy. Like they take different candies and dry ice them. My mm. kids got sour gummy worms, Jolly Ranchers. My favorite were the Skittles, actually. Okay, okay. So it's fascinating. It's like a lot of yeah. creative, fun stuff. Can uh, speaking of French fries, can I ask you? I, I have a trip coming up myself. You guys, I, we've mentioned to Germany. Um, French fries, mayonnaise yes, with mayo. Yeah, yeah, with mayo. Yeah. Yes, John. No. If yes. you're over there, you should do it with the mayo. No, but if in normal cases, would you do it, Casey? No, normal. Well, if here in America, no, but over there, yes. I'd do it anywhere with mayo. I hate to call out my own sister on this, but yeah, no. No, mayo's delicious, and you guys are just. No, I like know. mayo. I love it's mayo. It's like having corn. eggs with your hash browns. It's I love dip my McDonald's lo- french fries in mayo and ketchup combo. I don't. I love mayo with corn dogs. What? Yeah, mayo and corn dogs is the best. <laughs> and you lost I, me right there. It's gone. <laughs> if that's it's the type of fry on whether it gets mayo. I'm not going to do McDonald's fries with mayo. 
Agreed. You need a you need a thicker like steak fry. Yes, if it's like a steak fry, yes, with mayo. But you're going to the land where that's the way it should be done. So, so wait, do, do you do the mayo based barbecue sauce? Isn't that Alabama? No, this is where we lost our audience completely. <laughs> what the fuck are you? You've never heard of about? you've never heard of the white barbecue sauce? Okay, we're gonna switch the subjects to something <laughs> that John referenced a minute ago with sour gummies. Let's talk about the film industry and their budgets and them going on and on about how everything gums. is a failure. Um, so we were talking about this a little bit off off camera, um, ladies and gentlemen, in the green room. In the green room that happens to be red. We were discussing. Yours is more of a beige. Mine's kind of an off white. No, you're looking at my ceiling. My my window. (laughs) My walls are actually. Mine is primer white. (laughs) Pure primer white over here. (laughs) Anyway, um, we were discussing, um, ladies and gentlemen, um, our Belgium listeners. We were discussing how movies today their budgets are so bloated. Um, and they're all a lot of them are considered failures. This actually started with us talking about um, some of your classics. Willy Wonka was a box office dud, and now it is a cult classic. Um, and so John Clue. was mentioning Clue was also Clue. Um, Princess Bride, I'm pretty it's sure, was also um, there's, there's so many financial of them. You failure. Don't, Scott Pilgrim, yeah. Today, okay. To be fair, I feel like I gotta stop there. Willy Wonka is different from the rest of that list. Willy Wonka is like a Lou is in that same carries of Willy Wonka. How is Willy Wonka different? So it may have been a flop, but Willy Wonka became a large scale success and a large scale, uh, you know, kind of thing. I would say like Mall Rats. uh, What were some of the other ones you mentioned? Those are all kind of like I think classics. I think we need to no, no. We think we need to define for Willy Wonka is a cult classic. It is not a cult. It it is. It is classic classic. No, no, it's very popular classic. No, no, you don't seem to understand what defines a cult classic. Typically, a cult classic is a film that does not do well in initial release, but over time. Gathers in a broader sense, a cult classic tends to be something that gains appreciation over time. And in a loose definition of it, yes, it does. I mean, very loose, sure. As the... commonly understood by the layman. <laughs> yeah. I I'm so... just saying Willy Wonka and and what was it you mentioned? Like, well, Princess Clue. Bride's another one, but Clue. Clue, Clue and Willy Wonka are not on the same level of popularity and and, and national renown, you know, no known. So to speak, I would say they are probably fairly close when it comes to cult stuff. Uh, cult stats. are they are they remaking Clue for the third time? Um, no. They're they remaking Willy it for Wonka the second now. time. Like they're well, no, well, okay. Well, they're remaking. They're doing... What they're redoing Clue? Really? Ryan Reynolds is doing it. Yeah, uh, he'll do great. He'll do Technically, great. Fight Club falls in that range too. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Fight I'm Club not arguing that. But, but Willy Wonka is, like is like a is like a cultural staple space. at this point. Shawshank Redemption. Willy Wonka has its own fucking candy bars. <laughs> Donnie Darko it does had not. The candy, <laughs> it had the candy bars because of the movie. It was yeah, a candy maker. Be I mean. like, I have this. It but but it was a candy maker who had this brilliant idea of like, I'm gonna fund this movie to sell my candy, and then the movie bombed, and he's like. I still got this kid, dude. I think when he thinks that when he thinks of a cult classic, he's thinking like Rocker Rocky Horror Picture Show. Or English listeners are fucking rolling right now. Heathers is one too. In their sheets because it's late. Event so but I'm I'm trying to get to Event Horizon. Long story short. Yes, what I'm trying to get to is studio heads today, when a movie comes out, if it doesn't make a billion dollars, they go, it's a failure. They don't take the time to realize that sometimes a movie won't do that great 
in the movie theater, but once it's on home video, what, ladies and gentlemen, there used to be a thing called VHS that you would rent <laughs> <laughs> or DVDs. Uh, once well, it talking, goes hey, to talk streaming, about a reference to Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, once it goes to streaming or something and audiences can watch it at home, you can build up that word of mouth and be like, hey, man, did you hear, see this movie? And then it can build and make your IP stronger. Studios today don't want to do that. Zaslov and saying that they don't use Harry Potter or anything properly. Well, you are using it if you put it out there where people can watch it. People can watch it, then they'll see it and love it and grow and then buy more stuff. Um Okay. Okay. So okay, yes, hold people. On, hold everything's on. are failures. All right. Hold on. What are you no, looking I'm, at? I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to using clues as an example here. However, well, I want to real quick before you say before you do that, John to John's point off camera, um, <laughs> movies the budgets are too bloated, and Indiana Jones should not have been like a three hundred million dollar. The new Indiana Jones should not have been like a three hundred million dollar movie. I'm saying there it ways should have been like one fifty, and you could have still done it. I'm yeah. Either way, you could have streamlined it. I'm not saying that they, was the only way. thing you could have done. I'm saying that is one way that maybe you should give some consideration to. Yes. Like heavy There's lots of ways. Movies are way too over. Okay? Yes. That's another thing. Or just, just not budgeting correctly. That as well. Like Oppenheimer is about to hit a billion, most likely. It is all it I think it was yesterday it officially became the highest grossing biopic of all time. Its budget's like 150 million. Barbie's budget was really small. Like you don't need these massive budgets, Indiana Jones. Yes, sir. Go ahead. No, I don't know. I don't know. I I I don't disagree with any of that that last statement. No. I'll stop. I'll stop with my my comparison of cult classic versus cultural classic. But are we going to need to get into a conversation like on um, what is a slasher film and what's not a slasher film? That's that's next year we'll when we do our Chucky. Yeah, we'll say that for another time. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> season three, baby. Guys, stay tuned so for Chucky. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited! I cannot. Casey's so have excited for me to do Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for John. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't noticed in 75, in 75 podcast episodes, if you haven't figured this out, John is really good with social commentary and like picking it out and then talking about it and elaborating. I cannot wait to see what he has to say about the social commentary of Chucky. And if you haven't figured out in 75 episodes, I hate horror films. He does hate <laughs> horror films. <laughs> And Eric would like to point out if you haven't figured out in 75 episodes, I love everything. <laughs> I That's think I pointed out true. episodes one through 40, like through and then 43. There's been lots 89. of movies that you're like, <laughs> oh, you're gonna you? love this. I'm like, I hate this movie. <laughs> uh, I know. Well, I think I just assume Man you're gonna thing. love this. It's it's like it's Dead like betting thing. on black, you know. Man thing. That's all I want to say. It's man thing. No one likes man thing, except John. No, John loved man thing. He loves a good giant size man thing. I just want to say, I like John, a giant what's size better, man thing? A giant size man thing or 1977's Doctor Strange? Oh, good. I question. mean, we know the answer technically. It's in the list. It is in the list. John, you have a chance to rectify your list right now. Yeah, will, will you, you agree that man thing is worse than Doctor Strange? Man thing or Doctor Strange 75? We give you the chance right now to update your list real time. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <basket. laughs> 
It's He's about like, the music. I still love man thing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm checked out listening to people apparently going on about woke elites causing the the fact that they no longer exchange the uh, chief Caddo statue between NSU and SFA. Anymore. I think he's checked out looking at the boobs of man thing. I no, think he has crawling right out of he's, a Denver theater. <laughs> he is. Boom. He's as I'll say, he's too busy like researching Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is man things. Could you imagine um, someone today? Not so giant listen, We'll get back to the movie in a second. Can you imagine <laughs> someone today getting on Twitter, be like, "I need to know what's going on with Beetlejuice too," and they just. <laughs> Type in Beetlejuice, <laughs> and next thing they know, they watch Lauren Bobert getting groped up oh. <laughs> and groping up and groping up, and then they vomit all over the place. Oh dear! All right, let's let's, let's move, move over to let's something that's on. enjoyable, <laughs> enjoyable. Well, Ant Man and the Wasp, the 2018 movie from Marvel, directed by Mr. Peyton Reed. Written by a Mr. Chris McKenna and Eric Summers. And, and Paul Rudd's got a lot of stars. He does, but that's what else did Peyton Reed do? What else did Peyton Reed do? He did the first one too. Yeah, he did the first one, but and Peyton Reed's done one. a lot of things. He did oh, bring, bring it, it on. on. Come on. Oh, bring and Quantum He's done all, all of them. Yeah. He's the James he's Gunn easy. of Ant Man. He did yes. the breakup. Eric, he did the breakup, oh, that's and important. he did some a new girl, and an episode of The Mandalorian too. All right, all right, yeah. all right, we get it, we get it. So let's let's talk about a little bit of this cast. So we know <laughs> Scott, we know that Paul Rudd has returned along with um, eventually in Lily. Uh, Michael Pena is back. We have Walt Goggins as Sonny Birch. I actually like love Walt me some Goggins Walt Goggins. Love me. Some that's Walt the only Goggins. reason I was um, here for this movie. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he's he's really good, um, especially in the Shield. You love to hate him in the Shield. Not the TV show Shield, but the Michael Chiklis show The Shield. Um, let's see, Judy Greer is back. Um, Dave DeSmallchin is back as Kurt. Uh, oh, Hannah John Kamen as Ghost, Ava and Ghost. Um, love, love her. Um, Abby Fortston is back as Cassie. The last time we're going to see her as Cassie, um, she's the first of three Cassies. There's yeah. a baby crying out my window. It's very weird and distracting all of a sudden. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, if you can hear a baby crying. It's not my child. Oh, oh can you send that back to me? Yeah, overnight is fine. Okay, Randall Park. Oh, sure. Is, <laughs> Randall <laughs> Park as Jimmy Woo is great. Jeff's kiss to Randall Park. Okay, this might this be... one pays Randall off even Park's better. Awesome. This one pays off even better when we get to WandaVision. I love Randall Park. It does. So this is my second favorite Randall Park role. My first, can you guess what the first, my first favorite Randall Aquaman? Park role is? It's not Aquaman, is it? Oh, uh, the interview? He's not an Aquaman, is he? Yes, he's the crazy, no. he's the scientist guy who. Oh, you're right, he is in that. No, also not the interview. <laughs> Young Rock, he plays himself in Young Rock in every episode. He's the one interviewing the Rock. Okay. And he's hilarious. I'm going to tell you um, my favorite, my favorite uh, Randall Park cameo is in The Office. When he plays Jim, mm -hmm. sitting in for Jim as a prank on Dwight, and Dwight literally says, "You're not Jim," and he literally Pam comes up to him. He even has photos with the babies and everything, and he gives like a kudos to Dwight for not seeing race because Dwight is very confused. <laughs> My nice. Um, also, nice. Michelle Pfeiffer is yes. in this as Wasp, Jane both young and, and old. Yes. 
Lawrence Fishburne, Older. young oh, Lawrence and Fishburne. old as Bill Foster. Of course, Michael Douglas. I'm sorry, there. Bill Foster. Bill Foster was not young and old. That was like middle age and old. Bill. Bill well, what I mean is they Michael Douglas is old and older. I didn't realize that Michael Cerveris was um, Elias Star. I guess because they don't show him fast enough or long mm. enough uh, for me to actually catch that it was him. Stan Lee as the shrinking car owner. They have a lot of great alts in the bloopers for that one where they did a bunch of different takes about when the car shrinks and he gives the line about <laughs> the drugs catch up to you sometime. <laughs> Gotta pay for it. They had a whole <laughs> bunch of alts they did for that one. Oh, that's I pretty awesome. And for the fun I had in the 60s or something. Yes, like basically. <laughs> John, let's set a, um, a reminder on our phones to check back in with Eric in about 10 years and ask if he's paying for all the, the stuff that he did. <laughs> like last no, I, I keep it organic, not chemical based. See, yeah, that is the implication of Stan's uh, comments. This is, is true. He obviously was doing something more of the... Um, Shall we say 1960 San Francisco? Um, yes, not organically based. Yeah, like exactly. So experimental um, ex-military drugs. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Eric, this is Ghost in the comic books. Yep, doesn't look anything like it. Also, is she in the comics? Out of curiosity. Nope. He. Okay. Okay. Say he. Yeah. Um, not that that cool matters. Character. Just kind of curious if they change. Yeah. Feels like it, a character they could. Yeah, it's it cool. We'll character. definitely be touching on that when we talk about that and why, because we do talk a little about the comic book characters. So, and it does set up. Um, they're setting prepping for Thunderbolts because Ghost is in Thunderbolts. Um, in the comics, look there's there's Ghost. Right I'm sure we'll talk about Ghost in a man right? thing. I'm probably going to talk about Ghost in a minute. Now, okay. let's um, we mentioned Bill Foster, and we're going to hear Goliath Project. Um, this is Goliath in the comic books. Hmm, a little and bit different. Who Tiny bit different. Been, uh, here's a here's a trivia question for everybody. Other than Hank Pym, who else? And Bill Foster, who else has been Goliath? I actually didn't know there was another one. I thought there was just the oh no, there's a th- there's a Thunderbolt. One of the Thunderbolts is a Goliath. No, I'm he? talking sooner than. Oh that. no, he's Atlas. He's Atlas. Yeah, well, Clint Barton, Hawkeye. Really? Yes. In fact, I owned a T-shirt that had a classic 1970s Avengers that had both Goliath and Yellow Jacket. Wow. And I literally was like, can you tell me Hank Pym is in here, but there's someone else too. And it, it is Clint Barton. Is wow. Goliath different from Black Goliath? It's, the, the same? it's just the same. Just okay. pretty much. to differentiate. Because everything you're other. showing is is seems to like you're saying Goliath, but everything comic book well, wise that you're Bill Foster Goliath Black was Goliath. Bill that Goliath was killed in the Civil War in like Avengers Civil War or whatever well I mean as well I in the comic book Civil War storyline he Marvel Civil War he yeah. was killed oh. by um the robotic Thor that was created by Hank Pym can can we can we ask and just see if the cliche stands was he's the first character killed no he was definitely not the first character killed in okay, Civil good. War Okay, good. Oh, but he does have a Lego minifig now. Um, oh, look, there it is. There's the Lego minifig. Yep. So I'm and my box, more of him. John, I did get another box that I could try to get the second set. I got the second set, except for I didn't get an Agatha. I got two Goliaths. Oh, cool. Oh, so I can have a Goliath now, too. But I, got, but I got the rest. It was um, Agatha. But I got my... Yeah, it was Agatha. I got to track down the Agatha. Anyway, so those are our characters for um, Amy Watts. So let's... Um, let's 
talk about this little um this little movie this little ditty um it all starts with the night was disappeared well, we get to, mission, we get to the see night before it all. The, the mission, mission yeah right um so yeah we get to the night see. she left her kids so she could go fucking fight missiles yeah basically fight fight computer chips implanted in missiles behind far too strong of metal is that what the issue was they just couldn't get through it it was too thick of metal too they just it was the plating was too tightly yeah it was tightly it was too well to constructed long story short yes yes so sometimes russians sometimes russians sub-atomic. make things that are good yeah or so she went well subatomic made. And somehow, as she was shrinking down, yeah, like revolution, everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it took they're me a second. They're, but actually, I got they're, they're actually not that good at that. Right, the French okay. are better. <laughs> they had more. They've I feel like more. they always lose their head over it. True, and they were still guillotining people up until the 1970s. Too. Jesus Christ, really? No, you can look at a map. There's a maps out there that will tell you about execution methods. And they oh. were still doing it as of the 1970s. So that would be horrific. For everybody. Can you Eric, imagine you... if like America had been like hanging people in the 1960s? Oh, Eric, do you know what? <laughs> Eric, do you know what they used to um to do that? They use quantum Rope? tunnels. <laughs> oh. oh wait, we're talking about something different. Okay. Yeah, they used quantum tunnels to to execute people back then. Hank Pym just wants to use it to find his wife because he's hard up. His wife is sleeping with everyone under the sun in the. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. We're, I was jumping ahead to another movie. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, woman has needs. <laughs> I tried, honey, but uh, she wasn't you. Hmm. That's an unfortunately parable excuse. So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we just no, had to get that little pregnant really pause really. there. So we got we got the recap. I just wanted the pregnant pause. We basically got us back to the part that we learned about in the first film. Yeah. And so now Hank thinks that she's alive and the quantum tunnel can bring her back. And then we jump to present day. And um we get the coolest, coolest place set ever. Like I'm gonna try to recreate this thing. I got enough boxes. I got boxes for days from moving back to the house. I'm gonna try to rebuild. Um, Hank or Scott Lang's um escape or no his um his heist for his daughter. I'm gonna try oh to build. Gosh, it. really? Yeah, that, I think it'd be that's fun. A, that's a three story adventure. I got a three story house. You actually, you do have the perfect staircase to replicate his. his <laughs> I can't effects. wait till he gets to the bottom and he breaks the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rachel's gonna love this, Casey. <laughs> Make sure you film it for us. And and uh, and and that'll be our first YouTube short. Good thing she's not listening. And when Rachel gets home and sees this, he'll be like, oh, darn, my ankle monitor. Uh, So when when the ankle monitor goes off and we do get woo, we do find out that uh, Scott Lang's become a master at sleight of hand magic. That was fun. Which will come back later. Exactly. But this that's the scene that makes you just love Wu. It's yeah. like, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? No, no. The amount of times that they break out. about breaking out with Captain America. I mean, like, this magic. The amount of times Parkin and Rudd break out into, like, clear, obvious improv <laughs> in a scene is hilarious. All right, I'll see you later. Where? <laughs> <laughs> what a great scene that turned into. Yeah. Clearly improv, where Rudd just went, 
All right, let's keep going. <laughs> I'm not done with the scene. <laughs> I should go back and watch the um the commentary for the magic trick oh to see God. if that was an improv. Did do you think that Paul Rudd just happens to know sleight of hand and he just all of a sudden is like it did it? Probably. I bet he's like uh what's Neil Neil Patrick Harris in that way, you know, oh, just, just has that little random skill where you're like, God damn it, you're so awesome. Eric, and you, you don't be, age. <laughs> speaking of his improv, watching him in um, Only Murders is hilarious. Yes, yes, that's a. It, I thought so. I loved season two. It wasn't as strong as season one. Season three is awesome. I'm, I'm season. Three. We're we're loving season. Three. We're a couple episodes behind, but we're loving it too. Um, Poor Meryl, though. I wish she was a better actress. You know, I don't know. She'll I you know, know she'll she'll come out. She'll one day. I think she'll she'll find her her footing. She will. She will find her. Give her a few like more films, and you know she'll 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 be on the C list at least. I'm sure she'll get some work. You know what she won't do though? What? She won't violate the Sokovia Accords. No, she won't. Like Paul Rudd. <laughs> I mean Scott Lang will. <laughs> Where's the suit? Where's the suit? He doesn't have the suit. I got rid of the suit. You got rid of the suit. Well, I kept, really I, I kept, all that I kept trophy it. about being the world's greatest <laughs> grandma. It. What if it's it's what great that they it? tied that back <laughs> in. Like when you're watching the movie, you're like, why is he so obsessed with this trophy? And at first you're like, oh, it does make sense because like your kid gives you that. Yeah. You do kind of obsess over true. like those it little things. But then you find out, no, he has a better reason for why he's obsessing over the trophy. He doesn't uh, love his daughter that much. I do like he loves that... his daughter so much. He risks the suit to her. Yes. I, I love that. With the Sokovia Accords and the violating it, but by him violating the Sokovia Accords, it gets Scott and um, Janet, or sorry, Hank and Janet, making Hope, them violate Hope, it. Hope. Hope, sorry, Hope and um, Hank violate the Accords. By association. Yeah. Apparently. Which, boy, Which those is, Sokovia Accords are terrible. Because it was their It's tech. his tech. So they violated it. Because they wouldn't sign it. But you, the Accords, you shouldn't have to sign the Accords unless you are the hero. They didn't do anything. No, but you're... He, oh, no, it's okay, BS. So hold on. It's BS. No, it no, is no, BS. No, 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 hold on. Hold no, on. Eric, in they didn't do anything. In defense of the law, let me let me speak for a, a second. Okay. All right. Defend I'm not arguing whether or not the law is good or bad. But Defend in defense it. of the law, all right. If I knew someone was robbing a bank or I provided someone with the technology to rob a bank, I am essentially an accomplice to that crime. Okay, except for it is if you are going to be a hero, you have to register. And if you don't register, you can't be a hero anymore. Okay. They weren't heroes. They didn't register. Why are they getting in trouble? Because someone else Because they assisted a criminal. They didn't assist him. They didn't assist him. He went rogue. Yeah, he didn't invite with them. with technology that they've approved him to have, okay. that they've supplied uh, him with. Okay, no, right, he right. stole it because even there, even Hanks, like you took my suit. You didn't ask me. You took it. Okay, Eric. Eric, here's the deal. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm sending somebody to break into your house and steal uh-huh. your gun, and they're gonna kill somebody. Then you are going to jail. Yeah, because it's my house. No, because it's your gun. your gun. It was stolen from you, but it's your gun, so you're responsible. Yeah. You committed the crime because you happen to own the gun. I don't think that's yeah. quite the same analogy. No, it is. That is the it's same exactly analogy. analogy. It is not. Analogy. I get. They gave him the gun. They did not. He no, stole it. He, they said he stole that. it. They say it multiple times. You took our tech. 
the government got it wrong and assumed that they were accomplices. Yeah. But mm. they were not. All right. Same. And Hank never wears this stuff anymore. He stopped wearing it a long time ago. He has his own suit. We see that. He, he has a suit Hank for the dive. Hank wears yeah. a suit. For the, for dive, the dive, yeah, it's like a just the, the suit, suit for didn't the... shrink. It was yeah. for the suit that goes in the ship. Yeah, it's like a space. It's like a um, space suit. All right, all right, fine. Yeah. So back to all this. <laughs> I like that we see that Janet has like quantum entangled herself with. Yeah, they didn't make that into a joke at all. I know. I didn't entangle with her. I'm sorry. The best quantum is quantum entanglement. I love when she takes oh, over yeah, that's, him. That's pretty funny. That's some that's great like, acting on Paul Rudd's part right there. Quality. Yes. Um, oh, I also, I also like that when, um, when he's when Scott's eating his cereal and gets like bit like by like a mosquito and then collapses to wake up to find out he's been drugged by hope. Yeah, where she mentions you stole our tech. It was awkward. Eric. I imagine really awkward. And I like the tiny little cart. How long do you think it she sounds drives... like an it sounds like a remote control car when they're doing that? That's the sound effect they're doing. It does, but imagine like how much longer it takes to get from point A to point B when you're tiny. Like I that. imagine it takes a lot longer, but I also imagine it's probably a lot safer. Not I bet you it is. I want one of those cars. Louise got one of those cars. Why can't I have one of those cars? Well, you need to get you need to get the classic Hot Wheels case, and then you open it up, and they're in there. I do, I do. <laughs> um, I also like that the way they get Scott out of there is by having the ant wear the anklet. <laughs> yeah, that becomes a running game. Yeah, play, play. Uh, they talk about his daily routine. Yeah, we programmed like, to do your you daily routine. Like they're talking about how lazy he basically is, impl- by implication. You, it leads to one of the best scenes in the movie that doesn't go on long enough when Luis walks in. And he finds the ant there, and he's like, "Scott, oh my god!" Like that should have gone longer, in my opinion. I want the outtakes for that. You know, he thought he had stumbled into a horror flick. That's I know. That's what I wanted. He thought he had stumbled into like to like the fly, and and Paul Rudd had taken over for Jeff Goldblum, and just this time it was an ant. Oh God, I would. I want that. I want that. Um. Then Eric again. We hear. Hank and Janet pissed that he went to Germany to fight the Avengers. Hope. 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 Sorry. Hope. It's because the Wasp. They, it, she, it shouldn't be the Wasp. It's In my mind, the Wasp is always Janet. I'm just going to enjoy correcting you the rest of the episode. So just You're going to be doing it a lot. I'm going to be doing it a lot. I know. <laughs> do a lot. Uh, but they're pissed that he took the suit to Germany to fight the Avengers. Well... I think Hope was pissed that he didn't invite her. I think that's what she's really mad about. Because she wanted to see America's ass. She did. She wanted to find out, does Captain America fuck? Probably. I mean, yeah. Just not her, Sharon Carter. Oh, you cut that <laughs> pregnant pause too soon. I was going to let it build. Let the audience be like, what happened? Did we lose them? I think they know. They did. They did. <laughs> I love that the suit, or the sorry, the building shrinks down. That's a when they're like, bit. we get, we gotta go, we gotta go get it, and then like it shrinks down. Um, and that he, he actually has to stay there. He said, "Can I just stay here?" Yeah. Oh, there's so many little sight gags in this. So we get to the scene where they're going to get the tech that they need, and we get Walt Goggins chewing up scenery, God, left yes, and right. Does. No one else yeah. does it better. So who's the villain of this movie to you guys? 
I don't know. There is this is a movie that clearly has an intersection of a lot of potential villains, but I guess Sonny Birch kind of is. And to me, he, he is the well, villain. He is the villain yeah, mainly because he he's the true criminal. Yeah. Well, and know? he's the one who, like, the whole time is still trying to get it. Ghost doesn't like Ghost. Kind of. I don't consider being Ghost the to be the criminal. She's a she's a victim of circumstance. Yeah. I mean, and basically, and, Shield exploited her. Yeah, and Foster is just trying to help her. Because he feels bad. Um, so yeah, we meet Sonny Birch and we get like the whole like I'm not giving it to you, and then like, oh man, and Jan or Hope is just like, all right, I'm gonna get this thing back. I'm gonna go in. And we get some really cool scenes. They actually did a great job filming her fight sequence. Oh, that was a good fight sequence, especially when she's hiding in the chandelier and he's oh, so upset about shoot. don't shoot it, it's expensive. <laughs> you can just tell how badly he wants to be a legit. I know. Fan. He seriously thinks he can buy legitimacy. That's I, what I, he's I, after in a lot of ways. I love no actor the, could have played that better. That role. No, too. I don't think any actor could have done that role as he well as he could. I mean, unless you would uh, cast Jeff Goldblum. Though it is a little jarring to hear his like southern accent in kind of a, a sea of south of San Francisco. <laughs> You're like, what? Yes, but he but cuts against, but he cuts against the grain so well because from that accent, yeah, but very cultured. <laughs> It's yes. just one of those so, moments where I'm like, oh, Walter Goggins doesn't really have to be not Walter Goggins. Have you, <laughs> ever, seen him, have you ever seen him in The Righteous Gemstones? Oh, he he's is, awesome. He's, he's amazing. Awesome. That's a great show in general. He eats that scene, too. Oh, but he was better in Vice Principals. Oh, yeah. That whole sh- that show lived too, too shortly because it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was him and Danny McBride, too. Yeah. I, I, I loved him. I like him in the shield. He's good and justified. He's the only he thing sounds I, like he's from justified. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I don't like him in was house of a thousand corpses. Well, that's nothing in house movie. of a thousand corpses was good. Yeah. I know. Do you know they're bringing that movie back to the movie theater Why? this Halloween? Why? You know who's not going to be there? Me. I'm not you seeing know who is going to be there. My You're ex-wife. not going to use one of your freeze. <laughs> no, I would not waste my money on that movie ever again. I bet uh, my ex-wife will be there. She loved that. She probably will. All right. So back to Walt Goggins, back to the scene. I love when they throw the knife scene where they're throwing the knives and she shrinks down and you watch the wasp wings just slowly pop out. Wait a minute. She got wings? Good transformation. (laughs) You couldn't, you didn't have the tech when you went. Oh, I did. Wait a minute. She's got blaster. I I love watching Scott just realize that he doesn't get FOMO real hard. Yeah, he does. Oh, yeah. Some hard FOMO goes on for him in that sequence. And then she gets out, and I like. Did you notice, like, before when she walks in? No, sorry, it's when they're leaving. There's a spot where you see ghost silhouette, like three, like um, invisible silhouette for like a split second when they leave. Yeah, there's a little. And then when she, I love when she pops in and has the seek the fight sequence, and then she like leaves, and then you the next time you see her, she's got her hand in um Hank's throat. I love the way that the character, yeah. her ability is depicted like she's some sort of after image in a photograph. I mean, it really mm-hmm. is a ghost. Yeah. You know? I, I like that they play with her image in the sense of time. Like if you like yeah. how her image sometimes is a couple like frames ahead mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. where she'll actually be in a second. So like she's constantly a little bit ahead, a little bit behind of her. Well, that's yeah. the whole like her body is being ripped apart. Every cell is being ripped apart and then stitched back together constantly. Is this going to be goes. similar to what we see Loki going through in season two? 
the, the time even... slipping idea? It might be. It could be similar. I mean, nature, phasing time slipping. It, it, they certainly seem to be portraying it differently. Uh, but I'm wondering if if they'll. It might be something of a similar nature. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. We'll have to wait a couple weeks and find out. We'll find out soon. October 5th. Yeah. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. All right. So she she steals. Day, folks. Yeah. Um, she uh, she steals the stuff. And you know what they need? They got to get somewhere. They got to get somewhere safe. They're going to go to XCON. 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 That sounds like uh, the sort of convention you'd go to. Here, have some. Uh, have some. Um, what is what is the the, the pastries? You, wait a minute. Where, what those pastries? I'm not supposed to eat those pastries. <laughs> Eat the oatmeal. It tastes like sawdust. Yeah. The oatmeal that, package. Eric, the oatmeal is one package. of those things that had to be improv Because they go on a long-ass time about this oatmeal. I don't know. You'd be surprised. If they have some quality writers on that on that film, I'm pretty sure some of that may have been improv, but some of it may have also been written. I've seen some impressive stuff done. That is true. What uh, is that actor's name? Desmalchen? Michael Pena? Or Michael Pena. Michael? Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Is Michael Pena um, and David Desmalchen. Does he get a writing credit? Is he a writer as well, or is he just an actor with improv skills? I think it depends on the amount of improv you actually give that makes let's, it into the movie. Let's be honest. Every moment he's in, he steals, which is why yes. they probably kept oh, him out of, out of the but, third. But the Smallchin does this. <laughs> Dave DeSmallchin steals, too, especially when he gets on to Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. And Park, for that matter. Yeah. Yeah, Baba oh, Yaga was my favorite bit. Baba Yaga comes at night. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he sees Ghost. When he well, sees the Ghost, best he's like, oh, Baba Yaga. Yeah, I know. He just loses it. Like, I'm like, that was. Mm. Also, yeah. when losing it, I like when we get to the sheet, when we go to meet Bill Foster, the old colleague from S.H.I.E.L.D., mm. and it's just. And he talks about like the, the Project Goliath, and it's the whole like measuring their size. Yeah. How big did you <laughs> yeah. get? 21 feet. Oh, how big did you get? 65 feet. <laughs> and then even Hope has to call them out on it. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I love it. Okay, boys. And how then we find out he... he gets in the in the end. I mean, let's let's we don't have to say it now, but let's make sure we address it at the end. Yeah, I don't know. At the end of our walkthrough. He does get he does yeah. get very large. Um, this is where we find out that he he kept the suit. And then they start to really start messing with things when he goes to get it back in his regulators messed up. <laughs> and he starts to like all different okay. sizes. There is my best line when they go to get that thing back and they get back in the car and oh, yeah. Hank goes, Which... hey, kiddo, how was school today? You want a juice box? <laughs> so good. And then he asks, is there, are there juice boxes? <laughs> Do you actually <laughs> have those? Legit, <laughs> you want a cheese stick and a juice box? And then you he like, have yes. those. <laughs> do. do those exist? <laughs> That's probably an improv scene right there. Because Michael yeah. Douglas's face is like caught off guard when he's like, "Wait, I can have one." Yeah, I think that that response from from Paul is, is yeah. improv. And then it's now that we see this is when we first see Ava without the mask on, right? I don't think I we see Ghost returned. without a mask yeah, until now. House her room after they yeah. yeah the room and she goes to i guess decompress herself her giant fernell, her giant fernell. <laughs> I, I love that they made they made ghost um a woman and then it's like oh they had to pick like an incredibly hot woman to be ghost and you're like oh i don't want you to phase 
Why are you constantly phasing? Why do they always have you like in this weird suit? All right. Was that why you watch Ready Player One? Was that why you watch Ready Player One? Is she yeah. in Ready Player One? She is. Who is she yeah. in Ready Player One? She plays one of the um the Sixers uh people at the base while she gets commanded around by you know Talos. That's her boss. Right. You're right. Oh, Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, he's so great. Yeah, he's such a good. And we'll talk about him soon. We're gonna talk about him a lot. I I I love Ben. Talk about eating scenes. God, he's so good at everything he does. All right, so we find out that we find out her her backstory, and we see that um, you know, Bill Foster is actually just trying to help her, Mm -hmm. just trying to help her like get back to normal phasing. And how do we do it? Well, we're gonna suck all the quantum energy out of your wife. Well, she's been down there long enough. Another way, yes, but there was never gonna be another way. way. There's never gonna be another way. Probably not. But then that just tells you, like you know, Ava's desperation. It just helps amplify her her desperation level. Quack quack. Okay. Quack quack. Sorry, I wanted to get to the duck ringtone and make it just as amusing and annoying as it is in the movie. Will you stop the noise? It's it's my daughter. What's Cassie, it it's nine one one. What is it? Her soccer cleats. Yeah, it's like we gotta respond back. No ring. It's like I told you, you have to you have to respond back. And I do love that it's just the the emergency is just missing shoes. Okay, you know Cassie's abuse of the nine one one is like Michael Scott from The Office. Mm-hmm. It's serious abuse of saying nine one one emergency to a parental figure or anybody you work with. That is a serious abuse of that privilege. Yes, does engage in. Um, then of course all that causes Hank to have like a heart attack and need his pills, and his pills are in the Altoid. In the Altoid can. You mean his uh Pierce Hawthorne attempt at a heart attack? (laughs) (laughs) I just I love that it's the Altoid tin, and the ghost figures it out like the split second. Oh yeah, like no, and then like death ants. (laughs) Like that wasn't it like the army ants he pulled he dropped out of that one like yeah yeah my my the note is Altoid ants yeah yeah bullet my my note is Altoid ten of death <laughs> yeah that's pretty good yeah. um <laughs> then we get to probably maybe my favorite my true favorite scene of this movie is all right when when um they're gonna like when we cut to Luis and he's gonna go with the plans and Walt Goggins walks in. And it's like, all right, we're g- we're gonna give you this stuff. And like, oh, like true serum? No, it's not true serum. No it's just gonna thing. It's gonna make you susceptible and want to tell the truth. Oh, like truth serum? No. And then what does Michael Pena do? I know. I love what is like. He I know the best him, line. You put a quarter in. You gotta yeah. let him play through. <laughs> you ask him the wrong question. It's just like five minutes of him telling his stories again. Oh, so good. I still this isn't there a rumor that he did like a recap for the entire MCU like that? I want to know if that exists somewhere. I, I heard a rumor years ago that like coming back like in during Endgame, there was like a he did an entire recap leading into Endgame of what happened. And I'm like, if that doesn't exist, someone needs to make it happen and exist. I would love him, Deadpool, and Korg to just oh my God. honest trailer the MCU. Yes, that would Make it Eric. happen, Marvel. Eric, you were about to say. You're on mute. <laughs> Damn it. I thought I had it. I was. Uh, I really want his character to just be the previously on for everything. 
<laughs> like every time they need previously on or like a recap so you get caught up like previous on ant-man and quantum mania whatever it might be like a youtube short or mm-hmm. even the disney plus series previously on i just have want him him to be on stage okay previously <laughs> I, want, I want i want him to be the person who can translate Groot to everybody yes oh, yes <laughs> <That'd be> oh, <laughs> imagine if there was a what if episode and the watcher is trying to get through it but michael pena just can't stop telling stories oh my god <laughs> and the watcher hey, just like yes just stop okay okay guys i want i want i you know i think we are this is the first official meeting of the michael pena fan club <laughs> welcome everybody yeah if you if you think we can't stop talking about him, you're wrong. He's so good. We pretty much well, can't. We can do it all day. <laughs> we're we're in the quantum realm because space and time work differently here, and we're just going to talk about Micropenia for the rest of the time. All right, I'm I'm going to say it's not just a Micropenia; it's a Luis. It is. Right? A it's Luis it's thing. a Luis fan club. It is. It's like it's him. like Madison. Hey, Who do we like more, Luis or Madison? But you know, I have him on our team. Oh, remember, remember they the team I said? Did they already propose that? No, no, I did. No, I, but I, I want did, it now. No, no, I did. I remember, guys, I did this a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Yeah, Maybe it was like a week said, ago. Right? I had a team called the Officials. I'm sorry, the Unofficials. Their leader's going to be Wong. The members are going to be Madison, Louise, Kurt, Dave, Agent Wu, Darcy, Korg, and Meek. And their storyline will be having them kidnapped by morgan lefay and dropped into a camelot king arthur world i am totally okay. ripping that off from kurt Busick and george perez when they brought back the avengers and heroes reborn but i think it would be funny all right all right tell us what you think folks you want you want to see that let's let's get something started here <laughs> are you are you willing to uh to be a scab and help write that for disney plus at the moment no i'm gonna actually make sure they have to <laughs> we have to come back from the strike or they don't get that idea yeah. And I will fight them in court if they try to steal it. As a reminder, folks, we do support the uh, the Writers Guild of exactly. America as well as the SAG. I will and not write it for unions. them. And I'm not a and member of the, the WGA, but if they want to make me a member, I'm going to tell Here's what I want the studio to do. I want to join the WGA on the premise of this idea and then go on strike and tell them they can't have it until they settle the strike. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just the and the, uh, what were you about to say, Casey? And I was going to say in the auto. The auto yeah, union. UAW. Hot strike I- summer. That's right, Hot Strike Summer. And like Hot Strike Summer, let's talk about getting out of an FBI building. Mm-hmm. I love the way Not they that get hard. I lo- yeah, I love the way they <laughs> get them out. Ants. And I love it like control they- ants, folks. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. And then we get um, the wonderful scene with um Stan trying to get into his car <laughs> and it's shrinking down. <laughs> And we learned that Stan was a major user in the 70s. Yes. <laughs> Really, yeah, really lived like it sometime. up in San Francisco. Yeah. At this point, everything starts to like pick up speed. We're like into Act Three, and Hank's gonna go down to the quantum realm to get Janet. Sorry, um, to get Janet, <clears throat> and we get the car chase, um, with the building, and we get like the best Hello Kitty, um, cameo oh, ever. <laughs> The Hello Kitty Pez dispenser is one of my favorite little like yeah, Marvel weird. things that they've done. That was um, and then also love that Louis behind, Louis that behind the car, zipping, shrinking the car, and like popping up and freaking out. Um, Actually, and then, I think that car chase is one of the best of Marvel. Like rewatching it, it was a lot of fun how mm-hmm. they 
Not, I mean, the actual chase scene, uh, there are better, right? No doubt. Like, yeah. Black Panther is an incredible car chase, yeah, both one and fun. one and two. But this one Fast was a lot of one and run through ten. Of course, um, Marvel films for sure. But I, I think that <laughs> you know, John needs to catch up on this. By the way, I think that this one really played with the fun of a car chase and the fun of their yeah. their kind of shrinking abilities. Like it played with the Ant Man idea, right, yeah. and the Ant Man sort of powers, and really put it into the car chase in a way that was more than just the characters being small or big, right? It was mm-hmm. something that really it affected the car chase the way that they used the powers in their own cars to do like it was very yeah. much a a chase scene from a fast and furious should fast and furious 11 have a shrinking gun <laughs> like if they have a shrinking gun it it will be the scene <laughs> i'm sure they will they will i mean it's, it's inevitable right <laughs> yeah what's the rule of ne- porn as soon as you dinosaurs. say it exists right <laughs> yeah. the same and the dinosaurs they're gonna have dinosaurs and dinosaurs Testing so we get, uh, uh, while this is going on, we get we are going to get um, um, sorry, Scott um, turning into giant man and riding a Mack truck, that a lorry, um, almost like a little skateboard. But then we're going to get we get Janet um, with Hank or yeah, with Hank down in the quantum realm. John, what are Janet's powers now? Because she seems to have like magical mystery powers. They are undefined for us. They don't. Tell They're us. very undefined, other than healing. Yes, apparently, they are vastly under undefined for us. Um, but apparently, magic. And spoilers: they'll never be mentioned again after this movie. Not really. Ever. You're right. Uh, so we get to. Walt Goggins gets the thing and this whole car chase gets the MacGuffin, the building, <laughs> and Scott turns into big, big giant man. So, how big do we think he was? I think he's at okay. least seven stories. It's hard to tell with the water. Hmm. I want to yeah. give him at least seven to ten stories high, which means we're pushing a hundred seventy to hundred feet. Yeah, I, I was yeah. pushing. Yeah. I was thinking closer to hundred feet myself. I think he surpassed the sixty-five. Yeah. To be honest. Oh, he's definitely I think, past I think 65, 65 sure. was what he did yeah, oh, at, yeah. in Civil War. Yeah. Well, if you remember, he did 65 in Civil War, but then was still able to carry on the day, ask for some citrus and move on. But yeah, he went for ho- three went days taller. after. Yes. But went for three days yeah. after, right? And this one, he got so big that he knocked himself out immediately, mm-hmm. essentially, right? He yeah. passed out. Yeah. And mm-hmm. almost drowned to death as a result. Well, we yeah. learned that the suit's at least protected by uh, water. I don't think he was going to drown. I think he was just out of oxygen. Well, that's just saying. It I mean, he, he would have drowned yeah. eventually. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he would have suffocated. He or, was basically yeah, he was too big for. Yeah, he would have suffocated. He would have drowned because I think the suit's protected, like it's seal when it. Yeah, so when he seal. goes, I think there's the But I think when he got to that height, he basically at such a point that the amount of oxygen he would have to intake for his lungs to work properly mm-hmm. was yeah. beyond capacity. Like basically, oh, yeah, he would have had yeah. you would have had to basically stick a like a like a fan down his throat. Yeah, you would have mm-hmm. to force him, air in to force yeah. air into his body at that point to yeah. have him be able to maintain anything. Because yeah, makes me it think this inverse is of the com- the shrinking. Completely random thread here, but this makes me think there's actually a really cool video. I think it's by uh by Hank Green, but like sideshow or something like that, where a snorkel can only be a so much of a length because the amount of air pressure it would take from your lungs to breathe with a snorkel of like three meters or more 
would be too much. And that's why you can't deep sea snorkel. It was a really cool video, but like it talks about that idea of like the power of your human body. And like it goes Mm -hmm. to this point of like, no matter what size, right? At a certain point, it is physically impossible to sustain yourself at a certain height, which is why all the giant lizards are gone to some extent, right? Is that they, you know, giant, giant mammals as well. Right, you you can only be so big. Except for, for so Bigfoot. Long. Except well, Bigfoot. Except for Bigfoot. Bigfoot's not so much giant as just giant toad, giant feet. <laughs> All right, got a Bigfoot. Right. I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> so unlike uh, Bigfoot, who can breathe. We're all over the place. We haven't even gotten to second Scott, movie. <laughs> Scott can't breathe and collapses into the water <clears throat> and causes a huge wave yeah. that Shamu would be jealous of when he yes. douses everyone in a five-block radius. Yep. Not that big of a block radius, but it was, it was a lot of water that he displaces when he falls in. So now at this point, Wu has seen the news and is like, oh my God, Scott is broken out of his house arrest. Let's go catch him red-handed. So they get down there and there he is standing right beside that building. Yeah. I love but that like he's like direction. hiding up against the building in like Mr. five Richard. stories. Yeah. <laughs> Give it up, Scott. And then it's like the shrink shrinks and he's like, misdirection. <laughs> I also love How that do you Mark think is they... so like naive. He's like, "Hey, I see you hiding. Don't think I can't yeah. see you." <laughs> How do you like think they got the suit to be like that? Probably to get to that seen, pose, I don't know, but they did it because he so... couldn't have been in it, gotten to the pose, and then shrunk down. He would have so... had to like he took it, it off and then leaned it up the against suit. the building and sh- and grew it against the building in like a slight arc, right or slight lean against Fair the building, likely. and as it grew. Physics. We need the what if episode of this where he's trying to get it to work and all the like the multiple takes that it can't do. Yeah. Um, but then you see him there in his underwear trying to like flopping over the while get away. (laughs) Yeah, it does kind of make it seem like he himself shrunk back down without the suit. I know. And I know you think about it. It does leave you with that kind of that bit of an impression. Yeah. Um, we see that Ghost and Bill get away. Mm-hmm. Ghost ma- manages to get out there, who's I assume has been healed now, and her powers are stable now that Janet's well, given her the... Because there's that implication in the end credits that they need to get more, like what Janet did may have only been temporary. Ooh. I Remember thought the they credits, were... They had to go get more for Ghost. They went back. I didn't hear them say energy. for Ghost. I just knew they were going to get the quantum energy, which I thought they were going to use for other things. No, my impression was that that was to help Ghost to finalize her treatment, basically. Like, what well, Janet did was a temporary... If they ever bring her back, I hope they address this. Which well, they surely probably... they'll bring her back in the third movie. They couldn't just let an important character like that that they've introduced to the realm and the the the, the, the universe of Ant-Man just go and be not even talked about. The I know, it'll be, like as if, they'll be like as if they had, like, um, Especially I don't know... Especially since it's so quantum realm was... completed. I mean, let's be like if they had a being that was, I don't know, let's say 500, 700, 1,000 feet tall and like just sticking out of the ocean and you just ignore them. <laughs> I don't know what that is, Casey. That hasn't happened yet. Oh, hey, you're right. That hasn't happened yet. That statue is referenced in She-Hulk. We'll get is there. It? Yeah, we'll get, there. we'll get there. All right. I know we'll get there eventually. All right. So Wu has figured out he's been conned and he rushes <laughs> back to the house. 
And Cassie finds the daddy sick in the in, on the toilet and tries to stop Woo, but Woo doesn't believe. Daddy aunt on the toilet. That's who she finds. And <laughs> so the sh- then it gets in there and there's Hank. Or sorry, there's Scott. Scott's um, not feeling well, but you know, it's all mm-hmm. taken care of. He puked. He a did lot. Puke. He did puke. Actually, that's the earlier scene. Actually, oh, when this one, when he gets there, he's just playing the drums. Mm-hmm. Is actually this one. Um but yeah, it's it's a really cool one. His two years are up. It's been two years since Civil War. And uh <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's it like out there? Yeah. Was the, that was so good. I love that we hear the whole time Hank lost the house. Hank lost the house and he didn't lose it. He had it a briefcase. He just had to put it somewhere he didn't want to. <laughs> I want a house like that, an incredible shrinking house oh that God, I can are you kidding me? We all put up on the beach. We all want that, Casey. That's the dream of everybody who doesn't want to move. What's your square footage, man? Um, four inches, five inches. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm at least six or seven inches. Thank you very much. <laughs> Back to the measuring. Back to the measuring. <laughs> that completely derailed me there. That was the one that got me. <laughs> and we're back to the measurements. All right, folks. Okay. And that's, that's, take over. I'm taking over the hosting duties now. <laughs> <laughs> well, before that, let's talk about these tags. So tag one. Yes. Hank and Janet using the quantum tunnel. We're gonna send uh we're gonna send Scott down into the quantum vortex. It's gonna go down there. Or sorry, he's gonna send him to the quantum tunnel. Janet says don't get sucked into a time vortex, which that yeah. sounds scary. <clears throat> mm-hmm. He shrinks down there and oh, actually, I have a note. Has Scott has the particles to heal Ghost? So that actually must have been a line about Ghost. John was right. right. I'm Look pretty sure there was. So, yes, thank you. Mindicated. He's earned his PhD, ladies and gentlemen. He's earned it right there. Uh, my PhD in MCU. If I would have just now. read ahead of my notes, um, gets down there and Hank, Scott's ready to go back up. Hello, 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 oh, yeah. hello. And the camera cuts up, and then they're all dusted. Just yeah. all dust. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then you're like, oh, shit, Thanos just snapped. Now, I would love to be like, let's w- let's watch this Ant-Man movie. Oh, this is great. Let's watch Ant-Man 2. You haven't seen any other MC movies? Yeah. No, I'm good. You watch Ant-Man 2, and then you watch that tag. How confused would you be? Yeah, the movie stands Very. up kind of on its own. I mean, one and two together. They stand right. up without much of the rest of the MCU being needed in terms of context. Right. And you're reminded that you're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's enough ta- there's enough like comments on like the whole sure. Captain America thing, but you're yeah, ca- you can kind of forgive it and be like, oh, he just did an adventure. But mm-hmm. then the mm-hmm. dusting. Well, um, I mean, at, at a certain point, you recognize at least Ant-Man is a superhero in the realm of superheroes. So, yes. yeah, it's like I went off with Batman, says right. Shazam. Well, Shazam and Batman never appeared together, to my knowledge. It's a but, way of reminding you that <laughs> you've just had fun, but there's been something yeah. terrible that's yeah. happened. I'm in, I'm in the yeah. world with Batman. It's a way of, like, reminding you, yes, this is, you've already seen Infinity War, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, where does this fit in the timeline? Right here. Here. Yeah. <laughs> here and then we cut to tag two where we see the giant ant playing the drums but you hear the emergency broadcast signal on the tv yep. which i don't remember i'm sure it was always there but my memory i just thought it was was like a oh we're just doing like a poke fun jumping back to see what the ant was doing but then you see, which all the they programmed the ant they got the ant to play the drums which is funny but 
the fact that the broadcast signal there. Bat. <laughs> yeah, you know that's what must have been fascinating for all of that was that how long was that ant there? Two days. I mean, no, really. I mean, like, how long was that ant? Did that ant stay there, doing that routine? Two days. Because okay. they say he, but that... they, because they say at the beginning of the movie, you you're on, you have that's your last two days. No, but before I'm after free. this, after right, this, the ant's doing him... it during the broadcast, which means. During oh, the snap, which is after did he, he's did he continue to do that for the next five years? Yeah. Did anybody ever come looking in the house? You know, that's a good point. Or is the ant just on a loop every day, going through the same the same cycle of activities? That's a really good point. Taking Where's... a bath at five, running the drums at two. So that should be the next. <laughs> that should be the next. What if is what if <laughs> what if um what if the ant became the next Ant Man? Oh, but I was thinking like what, <laughs> the Ant, what Ant if, Man. <laughs> what I was thinking is the what if would be it right before Scott goes to take the ant back, like mm-hmm. to switch places. The snap happened, and he got dusted. So then the ant is stuck there for five mm. years <laughs> for sure, just Which going through the motions. Yes, it was. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I'm okay. Sorry, wait. Wait. Someone came along. <clears> so him. then. Here's a so question. You know what yeah. Giant Cassie found it when she came looking mm. for her dad. Yeah. <laughs> Gi- giant ant. All right, here's a question. Giant yeah. ant becomes Ant-Man. Does the giant ant just become Ant-Ant? What? Right, you can't be Ant-Man cuz ant it's Ant-Man refers to the human who is now ant size. But the ant, the giant ant becomes takes Eric on the ant suit. This. And becomes Ant Ant. I got one that'll blow your mind even more. <laughs> spider Ham. Did he start off as a spider or as a pig? Neither. Started off as a turkey. And he's a spider that gets bitten by a pig. Really? Yeah. How does the spider not die? <laughs> <laughs> he also has a thing for hot dogs. He loves hot dogs. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. All right. So Ant-Man and Wasp will return. And you know what else will return? We'll return right after Eric tells us about a library. What? It's already time. Oh, snap. All right. Actually, yeah. I should uh, so I should speak with a little bit more uh, sobriety on this one because this is a bit of a this is a little uh, a hit of a home for me. Uh so today's library is the Kellogg Hubbard Library. Kellogg, uh, very similar to how you would spell uh, the cereal. K-E, I believe, how you would spell the cereal. Uh, K-E-L-L-O-G-G. Hubbard, H-U-B-B-A-R-D, and it is hyphenated, so Kellogg Hubbard Library. Um, This is in Montpelier, Vermont. Uh, Montpelier, Vermont uh, is a place I probably should have covered a couple months ago, and I apologize to Vermont, but I know that they are still recovering uh, from some horrific uh, storms and, and flooding. That occurred uh, earlier in the summer. Uh, really, I guess it's no longer summer, coming up to no longer summer, but back at the beginning of July 2023. Um, and so I wanted to focus on a library from there. And of course, we'll get to the place. And I, I do have the link. Hopefully we can include that in the show notes, John, uh, for, for a place to donate. Um, I can speak. I have friends in the area um, who, who acknowledge that this was pretty catastrophic and that places are simply wiped out, devastated. Um, for small businesses and stuff in the area, especially this has been hard. Uh, people lost entire stocks and there's not a lot of flood insurance, if any, in that area. 
Um, so before I go too far down that rabbit hole, uh, I do want to talk about the library itself, the Kellogg Hubbard. Uh, the library is built uh, back in 1894 to 1896, took a couple of years. It was built with $60,000 of funding at the time uh, from John Erastus. I hope I'm saying that right. Hubbard. Uh, he was of Montpelier, Vermont. Uh, John funded the library after a bitter three-year court battle with the city of Montpelier, after he successfully contested the will of his late aunt and uncle, Fanny and Martin Kellogg. Uh, so that's how you get the Kellogg-Hubbard side of things, right? Fanny and Martin Kellogg, his aunt and uncle of John Erastus Hubbard. Uh, Fanny and Martin had originally left $300,000 to the city, to build a library and a gateway to the Green Mountain Cemetery, which I can't imagine the gateway was going to take that much of the 300000 at the time. Um, so 60000 from 300000 you do the math, kind of sad, but nonetheless, it's actually kind of a nice-looking, uh, old, kind of classic-looking library, obviously built, being built in uh, the late 1800s. Uh, the original building, of course, you know, uh, uh, Vermont is right next to New Hampshire, the Granite State. Uh, there's tons of rock and marble in that area, lots of quarries. Uh, so the original building is constructed of Dummerston uh, granite blocks. The exterior walls are two feet thick. Uh, the vestibule floor is of marble mosaic in uh, or, uh, ornamental patterns. The reading room is uh, 20 by 40 feet, so not a ton, right in, in dimension. It's lighted or lit by seven plate glass windows. Uh, the librarian's room is 20 feet, um, um, square feet at that point, and it's uh, fitted with a pretty oak fireplace, so that's nice. The main book room uh, is built in the alcove style, right? So with six alcoves on the main floor and six in the gallery, it is lighted by or lit by 16 plate glass windows uh, and a skylight, 20 by 30 feet a skylight. Um, in 2000, right, so all the way from 18... 94, uh, I believe, when we started this this building, this to 2000, it was finally time to address the overcrowding in the library at that point and accommodate modern technology needs at the same time. Um, so in that point, um, we also needed a, an above-ground children's library, above-ground being the keyword there. I don't know if that stood out to me at the, at the time I was researching this. Uh, so the library constructed the Patrick J. Leahy Wing. And the Patrick J. Leahy Wing, that was built in 2000. I think it opened officially in 2001. Um, and so at that point, that's kind of the last uh, major renovation we're going to see at that point. So the library itself has operated continuously since 1895, only closing briefly for a polio epidemic in 1917, the Spanish flu in 1918, the Great Flood, irony, of 1927, the Flood of 1992, the COVID-19 pandemic, which is the last they actually list formally on their library, uh, but then also, and most recently, due to the uh, the July 2023 storm floods, the floods from the storms of the early July of 2023. So the floods then, uh, the most recent, uh, have left the basement, or did leave the basement rather, fully submerged with water. They, they did pump it out pretty quickly, obviously, afterwards. Um, Luckily, uh, in addition to not much was damaged, so because it was just the basement that was fully submerged, a lot of the uh, the catalog and stuff on the first and second floors was maintained um, and left intact, not damaged, thankfully. Uh, but they did um, <clears throat> damage the East Montpelier room, 
um, as well as the book sale that was going on in there and all the, the stock, obviously. The basement also contained many critical building systems. Um, and so this is where the library ultimately got hit the hardest. Um, and they were left without electricity or water service in the immediate aftermath. Uh, they have since restored those after pumping the uh, the the basement, you know, calling the electricians, all that stuff. And by late July or just a couple months ago from recording date, uh, they were open for curbside pickup, which to my knowledge from recent uh, research just this week is still what they're operating under. So they are still temporarily closed uh, as they re- continue to recover from the damage and they are focused still on, on curbside pickup. Uh, for anyone in the area, uh, if you can stop by, you're probably only going to get to really look at it from the outside. Um, so as I mentioned, hopefully we'll drop this in the show notes of the of the episode as well. Uh, but we do ask, or at least I do, you know, being the big library enthusiast, to donate, if you can, uh, to the Kellogg Hubbard uh, Library itself directly. Uh, that's through the www's, right, dot Kellogg, K-E-L-L-O-G-G. Hubbard, H-U-B-B-A-R-D, so that's all one word, Kellogg Hubbard, K-E-L-L-O-G-G-H-U-B-B-A-R-D dot org slash donate. Um, the Kellogg Hubbard, like I said, it's just off Main Street. If, you, if you're if you looking at Montpelier, if you're familiar with Montpelier, you know it's not a giant city or a giant town. Um, so it is just off Main Street near the corner of State Street. So that's the main T intersection of the whole of the whole town. Um, and Vermont holds a special place. Uh, Vermont, you know, Montpelier is the Vermont state capital, uh, but it is also the sister city of Barrie, Vermont, which is where I have friends. Um, and Barrie itself was also hit really hard. Uh, from what I understand, a lot of areas in Vermont were hit, but Barrie and Montpelier in terms of kind of large populous areas, of not which there are not many in Vermont, uh, those were two of the hardest hit. Um, and so both of those areas I know had businesses and establishments with their basements completely flooded, stock lost, and obviously people suffering. So if you are in the area, if you were doing one of the amazing brewery tours, self-guided or otherwise, that you could take in Vermont, please make sure you're stopping into Montpelier. Please make sure you're stopping in Barrie. Support the local businesses, even if it's not for your beer run. Um, there's great diners great cafes great coffee shops all those sort of things you can find in that area and just great people in general uh so so that is today's library it's a little bit of a sad downer sorry to add another activist moment for the library but kellogg hubbard library in montpelier vermont check it out check out that whole area awesome thank you eric i like vermont and i can attest that um yeah there's a lot of um sparse areas a lot of sparse areas but vermont's cool yeah. All right. Let's move on to something that is not as much of a downer. Captain Marvel. Vermont's where the um where the Trap family moved to, by the way, when they escaped uh, Germany. I know. Or, uh, I guess Poland or no? I believe they Austria. have a hotel there. Sorry. They have a hotel there, don't they? They do. I've stayed in it. It's amazing. And they have is a brewery. It... Did you drink their beer? I did. It's delicious. Was it good? Yep. Would John like it? No. Mm. John doesn't mm-hmm. like anything. You know what John does like? Lord he Lord. likes the 2019 <laughs> movie Captain Marvel. That's about two hours. Yeah, he does. But in three hours, I've been like, no, but because two hours. Um, directors, two hours, we have two, minutes. two directors in this wonderful movie. Ooh. We have um, Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. They also wrote this movie. Wow, and... Marvel couldn't just give it to the woman. I know. Go. I know. Wait, if I can go, Ryan. Fucking Marvel. <laughs> And um, Penner Toprek did the music. 
All right, let's look at this cast. This is a lot of new people that we've never seen before. Uh, like Sam Jackson, we've never seen him before. Playing, He's got um, a career ahead of him, though. I feel it. Nicholas Fury, but do not call him Nicholas. Don't mm-hmm. do it. Or Nick. <laughs> or Nick. Uh, Nick we have Brie Larson as Vers and Carol Danvers and Captain Marvel. Mm. This is my first time I've ever seen Brie Larson. Because yeah. I didn't see the one that she did before this, um, like The Room or whatever it was called. I didn't see that one, but this one um, I did, and I liked it. Ben Mendelsohn as to- uh, Talos, Jude Law as Jan Rog, Annette Benning as Wendy Lawson, or should we say the Supreme Intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our friend from Guardians back playing the same character, um, Jean Honson. Honson? I can never pronounce his name. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Lee Pace returns as Ronan and actually gets to have some, you know, some lines that aren't just him angry. Um, Gemma Chan is in it as uh, Minerva, and she plays as another character, and I don't remember who it is. Let's see Eternals. Tell me real fast. That's right, Eternals. Thank you. Eternals. Yeah, she's Cersei. Thank you. She's Cersei. Uh, I'm not used to seeing her blue. The blue confused me, John. All right. Okay. This Clark Gregg guy, he's in it playing this rookie, rookie Coulson, Kelson, Killianson. Kel- Kel- yeah, I can't Colson. say much about him, but he's the sort oh, of character. Colson. Rookie, rookie, yeah. Rookie. He's the sort of character I feel like if he were to die, everyone would rally around it. I think they would. I think they would they create would. a name based off that rally. Yes, uh, they would. They would do it, and um, it would work out. And speaking of dying, because you said dying, oh, we must address this is Stanley's last movie. I. Did you guys catch the opening credits or the opening Marvel scroll? Uh, yeah, this, is, this was the... It was all Stan Lee. It was really, really nice. Yeah. And it's 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 very sad. And I like I do like that they say, thank, um, um, this is for Stan. Yeah. Or, sorry, thank you, Stan. This is the yeah. exact words. Um, also in this movie, um, a, a certain Don Cheadle as um, Rhodey, Chris Evans as Steve Rogers, Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, and we get a little um oh now I can't think of his name and uh, Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner back in it, which is done. which is nice. So Eric, um for you real fast, um mm-hmm. this is Captain Marvel's first costume. Slight difference. Yeah, little, little, Slight little. difference as Miss Marvel. <laughs> as Miss Marvel. She's Miss Marvel for a long time. She'll eventually get to this outfit. Which is the outfit that I knew her from. I mean, are uh, those even attached at that point? Let's be honest. No, that they're just hip floating is, in their own air. Yeah, like the, her old something's wrong. Her with whole her body is misshapen. Yeah, <laughs> that is not um, how a human forms themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, people have had some interesting liberties with her uh, costumes. Um, this is more of what the movie costume is kind of based on. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't they don't have one of the awful. Like I really hate the mohawk when they decide to give her the mohawk. Um, she gets the mohawk on the uh, in the when I she know. puts on her mask or whatever. I know, uh, I know. Um, there are other Miss Marvel or Captain Marvels. So this lady, um, Spectrum here was a Captain Marvel at one point in time. Of course, Spectrum. We have Ms. Marvel. I feel like we're gonna see a Spectrum soon. We enough. we might. Um, there is another one. I can't remember who what her name is, but there's another Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel. Who's always had the mantle of Captain Marvel? Who is in Guardians Three? Um, but they they de-aged them a lot. 
made them really young. Um, all right, so let's see. The um, but ca the Carol Danvers is not the first Captain Marvel. The first Captain Marvel is actually Captain Marvel. Uh -huh. This is him. Oh, uh -huh. yeah, I know. They they changed it up a little bit in the movie. <clears throat> they made uh, Marvel a female in it, and they also um made Marvel um the supreme intelligence in a weird way, which is it's kind of interesting. Is that now, a 16 pack? What is that? Is that, that a is 28 a, pack? <laughs> yeah. Now, John, correct me if I'm wrong. You you might remember um 14 pack. That Captain 14. Marvel, they he was the first Marvel character to die of cancer, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Oh shit. It was a big storyline. Yeah. And so then after him passing away, then we get the other well, then we get Carol Danvers. I mean, was Captain it the radiation? Marvel. I don't Marvel. remember what. I don't remember what they. Why I don't remember they, the official they... reasoning, but yeah, he died. He did die yeah. of cancer. Damn. And so, Eric, this is supreme intelligence, Glad which is Marvel. Well, Lawson Piers is Marvel. Lawson, yeah. yeah, but yeah, that's what supreme intelligence looks like. Do you think they made a good decision? Yes. I mean, twins. Can I just say it? Twins. Huh? You can't tell like that's that side by side. You can barely tell them apart. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Annette Benning does so great as, <laughs> as this version of. Now I want to. At least also, they got the hair right. They got the hair right. I uh, also want to show you. We'll pull over. Um, hold on. Let me just pop this. I want to show you what the scrolls look like, so you can see. Um. Whoop! And I broke it. There we go. Um. Here we go. There's our scrolls. Their first appearance. Looking all uh looking all daft and scrolly. I mean with the big not, old eyes. They're not far off. The no, eyes they, are a little bit too big, but the ears are still there. Do. Well, I so what to jump ahead, there is a scene on the spaceship beginning of the movie where we see the big eyed scrolls and they look really weird. It's at the very beginning. It's when they're doing like the mind control thing on her. You mm. can see like two like weird looking oh yeah scroll. you're right you're right i remember and that now it was kind of weird it pulls from i assume the first appearance of them but then we do get like the more traditional scrolls um and they did a really good job of the doing it. Super scrolls. Scroll. Yeah. the middleson scrolls all right so let's uh i'm gonna leave it on this image right here just for you eric um from secret invasion all right, so uh, yeah, the movie starts off with the thank you, Stan, and then we see it opens on an alien world, and we see this green-blooded, like, alien there, and then, like, Pan sounds like, oh, wait, wait a minute, it's not an alien, I know, she may have weird blood, Um, it's a human, it's, um, oh, it's a dream, it's a dream, we're remembering, uh, she's remembering her, um, how she gets her powers, maybe, we don't know. John was confused. Yes. Because it starts <laughs> off in the dream sequence, but they don't say what planet they're on. Yeah. And so like true. you could easily see, like, oh, this is a weird alien planet. And then you see a human with like the weird colored blood. Yeah. Because we don't know that she has a transfusion yet. We all come find out that's a lie. That's an implant. Yeah. Oh, except for the blood. I assume she does have I assume she does because the transfusion have the weird colored blood. I assume. Yes. I don't know. Uh, I always thought that was just kind of like because she was touching maybe. people. Maybe. But we jumped to Hala. Not the bread. Hala. I do like the bread. But no, we jumped to Hala, the Cree capital, where we meet Jude Law. 
And we find out that Carol Danvers, sorry, Veer's love language is beating the shit out of people. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just thought I just wanted to see if you were still alive. You're there. really loving the pregnant pauses tonight. What is, I ain't, I ain't, well, I'm also watching the video too. It's funny. Um, we find out she's got some glowy fist, and um, it's been there's a little news thing. It's been 120 days since the last scroll attack. I don't know if you guys caught yeah, that. That was a nice little <laughs> was terrorist that... <laughs> threat thing. Yeah. Nice, I was going like, to say, you know, like, we had code red or code orange. Mm-hmm. Like a Simpsons Double. power plant, you know, zero days without an incident sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I do like that they ride like the weird subway, even on Alien Worlds. Because they're riding through. Cause... They really believe in public transit everywhere but America. Yeah. <laughs> and we like well, um, I like when like what does the supreme intelligence look like to you? Oh, I can't I can't tell you. Oh, come on. What's it look like? Oh, I can't, I can't tell you. But then we find out what the supreme intelligence looks like to her and it's a net fitting. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously. Yep. Um so we jump in she's getting a mission. She's going to go off and do a mission and they're going to be betrayed. Betrayed by the person looking for. Oh, wait. Nope, nope. It's scroll. It's scroll. Yeah, always betrayal. <laughs> this is where I think this is where we learned that the scrolls shapeshift. They tell us like this is how they tell the audience is because we see it without hearing it. Um, then the scrolls are going to get her, and we get the fun, the fun little jumping through time memory sequence, which I do like, and I like that Ben Middleton's talking or Talos is talking to her, and she hears it, but she doesn't really get it. And I, my favorite spots when like. Let's look at like rewind it. And you see Annette Benning walk off and then she walks back onto frame as you're watching her walk away. Mm-hmm. Like, look at her, look at her name tag. Look at no, look, look at her name. Tag. Look down, look at it. Thank, thank you. And then she starts to break free. It's just cool. Um yeah, it's a cool little scene. And all we want is the light speed engine. Just give us the light speed engine. Well, because they were also trying to track where the coordinates were, right? And that's yeah. That's really kind of when she breaks out, but there it it's a back and forth to really rewind, do it again, rewind, do it again, right? Mm-hmm. It was a cool. I thought that was a really kind of a neat way of showing the scrolls' abilities and powers. Which watching that again, I think adds a little bit more context going into Secret Invasion. Yeah, right? and I wish that they, I wish that they had used some of the tactics they used for the scrolls this time. Then, mm. right? I I think the scrolls were portrayed a lot better here even though there was definitely a different desperation there's obviously a different context for the scrolls and their actions i think i think that sort of world desperation that that need to for acceptance that feeling of of being persecuted and kind of like it it i think we needed more scroll background we needed a better recap going into secret invasion but we'll get, we we'll get to that one yes we will get there when we get there. I know, for sure. Not no, I agree. I agree, though. We should. This but was this was clear. good because this made me think like, oh, yeah, like because it starts off so well, with, like making you think, yeah, the scrolls are bad. She's mm-hmm. against the scrolls. And then, like it kind of you've been filled the propaganda. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I mean, it, it it moves through that really fast. I think they could have mm-hmm. spent a little bit more time in, in kind of the transition from good to bad or bad to good. Rather, You don't have six episodes, Eric. I know, but they, they were, do. They were trying to get to the important part of this film, which is her breaking free and landing on this planet. 
inside this I'm, thing called a blockbuster. I would have loved Secret Invasion <laughs> to be an eight episode series with the first two episodes dedicated to right after the end of Captain Marvel. And I so think a lot of people see... would like that. that Sorry. All right. The end. We'll move on. We'll get there. Um, she gets th- goes into this block kids. There's a there was a thing called Blockbuster where you would go and rent movies. Remember when you had to rewind things? I know. She picks up a copy of um a VHS copy of the right stuff, which is a nice little that was a nice nod. Nod and wink. Wink wink. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Wink, wink. I, I like when she gets out of there and she goes to the security guard and starts <laughs> talking to him like he should know. And then we find out You're that you're in charge no- of security in this sector, right? <laughs> you tell me where my coordinates. I am, except for the movie theater, they have their own guard. <laughs> can, can... I'm jumping ahead, but can I just say it takes the police forever to fucking show up? <laughs> yes, <laughs> but thank maybe God it's an LA thing. thing. But the police didn't show up. It was Shield. Yeah. True. But thank God it took them so long because she had to go hunt down a Game Boy, take it apart, MacGyver it to make an intergalactic phone call. It's true. Yeah, and I do you think Game she Boy got right the Game Boy here. from the rentals of Blockbuster? Remember, you can rent the uh, the systems. No, I don't think so because she, she had, had a Game Radio Boy Shack. box. She yeah, she had the actual Radio like box, box next to. It. So she stole it from Radio Shack, probably. She did, yeah, but I got yeah. a Game Boy right over there. I'm going to try to make an intergalactic phone call later. I think you can okay. do it. I think I can too. Um, I like when she's still there on the call as when Shield shows up, and you see. Well, first you see Coulson. Mm-hmm. Um, referred to as rookie. Yeah. Go check that out. Then Fury goes over to talk to her, and he's just confused. Like she's talking to him, and he's like, "Uh huh, whatever," not believing her. Mm-hmm. And then the sniper tries to take her out. Thank God for the sniper. If they hadn't done anything, Fury would have just arrested her. Sure, possibly. But then, um, yeah. Well, what, what does what powers do Shield have? Can they arrest? that sense yeah they were about to arrest her because they're like put um put her in cuffs, and cuffs and all? okay yeah because they're like put her in cuffs that's when the shot that. happens and then she raises her arm and does the photon blast and then when she's chasing after fury goes did you see her weapon no sir i didn't see it mm. so we get the cool chase sequence i appreciate how the scroll sees the old woman and then she bumps into the old woman and they make a point to let us see the eye contact. Yeah. So when she finds the old woman later on the train, she knows who to punch in the face while the rest of the train <laughs> freaks out. I, lo- I do appreciate that the rest of the train tries to stop her and that's the yeah. main obstacle. In that. And that's yeah. It. I like when after that sequence happens, when the scroll shapeshifts into the guy and then goes up on top of the train and then she goes after you see the the human guy like oh. uh, what, what was that <laughs> yeah that was a good moment <laughs> um, but of course before she hits Jerry. the old before she hits the old woman um i do like that she sees stanley reading the Mallrats script mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the, the like the smile and nod she gives him yeah is just it's yeah. amazing but that lets us know when this movie takes place because Mallrats comes out in October of 95. They were filming in early 95. So Stan's either just gotten his script because he's because they gave it to him, ask if he wants to read it, or he's on his way, most likely, to film his scenes, which puts this movie in 95. The music's spring a little all over the place. Late spring 95. Yeah. 
the music's all over the place because I, I remember correctly, there's a couple of songs that are after 95. There's like a couple that are like mm-hmm. 96, 97 that drive some people insane that they don't like that they didn't use the right period. And I just laugh. <laughs> all right, jumping ahead. So Fury's going to get out there. They're going to get um, go after. Fury's going to be driving along and get into a car accident. And when he wakes up, there's a there's a scroll in his car. Actually, no, it's right before he discovers the scroll because Coulson calls him. Yes. Like, sir, where are you? And then he realizes, like, oh my God, there's a shapeshifter. And then the car accident, and he sees him in his full green glory. And, and he helps, freaks out. Helps cause the, the accident too. Yeah. Then we get back to Shield and we meet Fury's boss, played by Ben Mendelson, which is great. And they're looking at an alien autopsy. And what, just like what any guys would do with an alien species there that they've never seen before, they raise up the blanket to look at its junk. It says so many sad things about humanity. I know, but it's true. That's probably exactly what would happen. Mm-hmm. Especially men, among men, you know. Yes. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Then Fury leaves, and we discover that um, Ben Mendelsohn's actually a scroll, <laughs> and the scrolls have infiltrated Shield, and it's pretty awesome. It's like a little nod of what's going to happen later. Yeah, exactly. Wa- I wonder what happened to the real Ben Mendelsohn's character. You know, they never really talk about that. I know, because he keeps the Talos keeps that look. So there's two people with that look running around. Yes. Um, I we do get a little bit of Carol is trying to figure out where she needs to go, and I like um when the dick comes up to her and is trying to um hit on her while she's looking at the map, and then yeah. when he gives like the come on baby just smile for me, he deserves to have his bike stolen. Yes, he does. No, oh, yeah, very much so. I mean. This is super. He low. had it coming. Yeah, <laughs> he did have it coming. Then it gets to Fury figured out where she's going. I don't understand how he figured out how, where she's going, but he does. He knew where that she stole the bike, but there was no like this is where she was going. Like peace. I don't understand how Fury figured that out, but he does. He catches there, and I love when they're talking. And she's like, "Oh, they don't." The scrolls only have recent memories, not long-term memories. Let me ask you questions about your past. And as she asked them, then she's like, oh, like, okay, cool. You're really Fury. You're a human. How did she know he was telling the truth? I know. It's, it's like, it's like pointless. Um, I do appreciate though. Like all right, your turn, prove that you're not one photon blast. He freaks out. Like, She's like, they don't do photon blast. Yeah. Same point. How Mm -hmm. does he know? Yeah. It's a it's a it's a great one. Um, I love that. We're all going along, you know. Fury's gonna start to figure out um in the base. Well, first, I'm sorry, we get to the base where um she is being or where they're going to find Lawson, where they're trying to find her. Project Pegasus. For Project Pegasus. And this time, they are not trying to b- develop a phase cloaking device. DNG reference there, folks. What reference? USS Pegasus, Riker's Command. Never mind. Oh, you're don't right. Go down, don't go down that rabbit hole unless you know what we're talking about. I'm sorry, it I was confused. Make, it will make no sense to some people, but deep cut I, there, deep cut. 
I love when they're in the waiting room for I don't know how long and Fury like MacGyver's a way out of there. They get to the next door and he's like, let me get out the tape. And she just shoots the door. Yeah, you watch me do that whole thing. And you could have done that the whole time. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And that nice level of annoyance he has with her. Then we get her on the phone again with um with uh, what's his name? Ron Low Low Raw, whatever his name is. Jude Law. Um what is it? It's Jude Law's Yon character. Yon Rog. Yon Rog, thank you. Um, and we find out that Lawson is a Cree named Marvell. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is kind of nice. And then Mendelssohn, well, Fury has called for help. He sets up this whole concept of the pager. He calls for help. Mendelssohn shows up and there's like this whole scene right earlier, like what the, what do they call you? So you're what's you're Joseph like it's like it's Nicholas Joseph Fury. And she's like, Well, what do people call you? Fury. Well, if you had kids, Fury. Fury. What what's your mother call you? Fury. What do you call your mother? Fury. Setting it up, beating us upside the head with a stick. And then For here comes reason. Ben. Yep. Hey, and then Ben Middleson comes in. It's like Hi, Nicholas. Good work, Nicholas. Yeah. <laughs> Aha. The gig is up. The and then there's up. like, and I like that Nick te- then test him right after <clears throat> with the whole Havana thing. Uh huh. And it's like, all right, I'm going to get off at five. You get off at six. We'll go catch her. We'll just run like we the- Havana. Yep. Just like we did in Havana. Um, we see Goose. Goose has been established already. Nice little I kitty. I like the name Goose because I love a good Top Gun reference you know so i know goose is in the books was goose always a top gun reference i don't know i just took that from this one particularly because of the way it was being utilized mm-hmm. i bet i wonder i bet you it was a top gun reference the whole time okay. i i love that um talos is scared to death of cats well it's yes. just a kitty. It's a kitty. It's not a flurgan. It's a kitty. <laughs> uh, it's cool, and I like when they get out of there and you when they steal the proto Quinjet. Mm-hmm. And nice touch too. Goose is like up against the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> makes and it makes me so happy. Down for him. Yeah. It's like we got it. How do we get to Louisiana? Uh, just, just go to Jackson and go south. <laughs> I didn't feel like those were some great directions, no offense. As someone from Louisiana, I didn't think that was some growing up in Louisiana, I didn't actually think that was some great direction. I feel like you're going to Memphis. You you mean when you say going to Louisiana, you mean you're going to New Orleans. Yeah. That was not going to Louisiana. That's going to New Orleans, not Louisiana. But I know most people that's what they think of it. I don't normally defend Louisiana as a state because I grew up in it, but I do find people's kind of conceptualizations of it kind of annoying. Yeah. I don't know why. Just part of me that's still there, I guess. Mm, now I want now I want some meat pies and red beans and rice. Mm. I'm hungry now. I hate you. <laughs> Thank you so much. But you know who I hate more? Ronan. You know who shows up around now? Ronan. We have to have the accuser back because we're dealing with the Cree. Hey, um, all right. I just did some. Uh, okay, what's your dramaturgy? Dramaturgy? Captain Marvel's cat was not named Goose in the books originally. 
it was named Chewie in reference mm-hmm. to Star Wars. Yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. Goose, Goose was changed um, in terms of a period reference for the MCU, as I can mm. see. And so my guess is, so Chewie first appeared in April 2006, uh-huh. and I'm guessing Goose was brought on in terms of the book based on the pilot side of it. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Then John also, is most likely right. While I'm doing my dramaturg here, I want to push back on people who complain about the soundtrack. I know we're going way back here. Uh-huh. I just looked it up. Every song that actually plays during the movie mm-hmm. before the credits is a 1995 or earlier song. It's when you hit the credits and you hear the whole song, Celebrity Skin, that we jump ahead in the 90s to 98. Oh, ah. So it is technically. Thank you for after that bit film. of knowledge. I'm going to throw that back in someone's face later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one. I was to say, most of the music, even I could account for that most of it was pre 19, like 1995 or before, but you're probably right. Definitely right about that one, Eric. I don't think I was accounting for that one, but I know I was accounting for every music that appeared in the main movie. I was dead set that being that someone who listened to some of that back at that time frame just mm-hmm. to age myself a little bit here, I could uh, definitely vouch that I would say I would be 90 to 95% certain that most of that music was 1995 or earlier. Yeah, if if, yeah. if you're going based on what Carol Danvers may have heard in the world as she was literally going through the actions of the movie, mm-hmm. it was 95 mm-hmm. or earlier. It's no, not until right, we you. hit the credits that we, we go past the, the timeline. Seriously, well, all right. To be clear, to be clear, everything's the year '95. I did not go deep enough to understand if it's like December '95 versus. That's fine, Donna. We don't get that. We don't get that. Yeah. (laughs) Someone wants to. Someone. Someone else wants to move the goalposts. Yeah, yeah. That's their business. Feel free to fact check us at notfunnyguys.offthereels at (laughs) gmail.com. That's right. And if you have that kind of time, (laughs) all right. (laughs) Have we got a bridge for you? So I speaking of fact checking, I like that this is the moment where we get a fact check on Carol, where we see what happened. And the whole thing we've seen a scroll and shadow who's trying to kill her. But then now we learn that it was Jude Law Ooh. when she gets her memory back who tries to kill her. Did and you guys I like watch she... this feel like that was an early reveal? Like, whoa, I thought like we still have an hour in the we eventually find out that there's another person there too. Yeah. yeah. Right, so I like that they she shoots the core and that's how she gets her powers. I like that how they set up the origin for her in a creative way versus like most origin movies that would have been with the start of the movie mm-hmm. and we would have gotten through from there. Um, so I liked how they did that and it ties all back to the first scene, the whole memory that she's been doing. And um, now we've got to we got to get out of here. We got to get up to the find the space station or sorry, find the the research thing like why you couldn't find it that's that's my science guy the space <laughs> laser <laughs> i like that monica's uh sorry um marie's daughter monica um designs the new color scheme yeah they really the place suit. her up front i'm sure by this point they knew that they were going to carry on her story in the way that they were Probably like she is did. she is quite a prominent character for not a really impactful character. Well, Fury even has a line and, about it. Front and, front and center for like someone, you know, who's just yeah. somehow going to be just a side bit. 
right or just a throwaway yeah. character in a film you like, I mean, obviously has, have ideas that yes there's going to be more here there's whole shots of her just running and looking up you know like mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. that where it's like she's not driving anything so much as we need to pay attention to her as an audience mm-hmm. well i mean but fury also points it out at one point in time because she's like i want to she says something like i want to go do what she does and Fury's like, oh, but you need to get like, I think he says you need to get light powers first. Or maybe he goes, you need to glow like her first. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, that's yeah. a great. But like, it points out the, <laughs> that's a where it's the going. Preview there. Mm-hmm. Um, we get up to the space station and um, the space station's full of scrolls. What? Interesting enough. And we see Talos' family, his wife and his daughter, Gaia. Which is kind of nice. Gaia, uh, we learned clearly a loyal daughter from from the day one, never to break that loyalty. I mean, that's that's very that's, clear. She'll, <laughs> she'll never break that loyalty. No, she, never, never. And she'll never have a strangely small yet huge arm. <laughs> I do think that she, if something were to happen to her people, she would come back and try to like bring her people back. Get everyone back. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Retake the throne. Exactly. All right. We learned that there are thousands of scrolls scattered across the galaxy. Thousands of scrolls. We never see them, but they're out there. I like when Jude Law and them try to take her, um, take out Carol when they get in there, and we find out that this whole time she's have had an inhibitor chip behind her ear yeah so they've never won it's well, the one part about this movie that she finds out we've they... known since before then did they show i don't remember them showing it earlier oh yeah they i they thought this was the first time the audience sees it. no I, we saw it back when they were fighting it's there uh, we I don't quite know what it's for but yeah there's an implication that the all right well then take back been, my we've been kind of clued that there might be something going on with the them controlling her but they give the implication that it's their way of helping her rather mm-hmm. than hindering her which is a lie but then again everything we know about the Cree comes to be a lie you know this is true so we all the find we out positively about them turn out to be BS true um, Carol learns that Lawson's core is in fact something we've seen before yes. the Tesseract an infinity stone, an infinity gem. No, it is stone. Sorry, infinity stone um, is the core, which is kind of dangerous to play with. The fact that she didn't blow up the earth by accident is pretty impressive. Yes, very nice. Well done. Um, I love that when she's being with the supreme intelligence again, and the supreme intelligence, and just the Kree in general. Gets cocky. Yeah, they're cocky. The greatest flaw that they have is they never look into her memories after she stumbles. They see her stumble constantly in her memories, and they never look the next scene in her memory where she always stands up after the fall. She always gets back up, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if they would have noticed that, That's what they, they wouldn't have had this super powerful woman on their ship who is going to go super saiyan on them <laughs> and try to take them out because she Wait. goes full on super saiyan 
I have a question real quickly. What do we think about Annette yeah. Benning? Do you think she was enjoying this role? Yes. She looks like she had a Especially where she's, she's dancing. Fun. Especially when she's like dancing and um hmm. with the suit when she's like, Oh, and I like the music. Oh yeah, like, she, she looked like she was having a great cocky. time. Like when she's playing the Supreme Intelligence, I think maybe she's yes. having a little bit more fun there. See, Eric, she goes full on Super Saiyan. <laughs> They even have her glowing yellow hair flying, floating up, just like Goku. They do pretty much All right, do that. So we get there. I love when she's like, when after she gets it, she gets out with the Tesseract. She breaks free, takes out everyone. She's got the Tesseract. Fury, take the Tesseract. I'm not touching that. Hey, wait, wait, and then we find don't, out don't that forget, Goose. Don't forget the music fight. That's a great fight scene. I thought the music fight was right after that. No doubt. I thought that no, that's right after. Okay, sorry, I'm jumping ahead there. Because because uh, she's she has to give up the tesseract first because that's them looking for the tesseract. Okay. Because she's like, don't take the lunch the lunchbox, and he takes he's yeah, like take she's like take yeah. the tesseract, and then this is when we find out that Goose is actually a flurgan because yeah. he eats the tesseract, and somehow survives. Uh, apparently a flurgan is like a bag of holding indeed yeah, no like it That's when exactly when it, it, it takes holding. it to like a, a negative space or a negative realm or something like that a different a different universe yeah it's a bag of holding yeah yeah bag of um and i love that like bag oh then holding. then it's then it's the um when the other guys come in there like the the cree come in there and then goose eats the cree and then fury's like good kitty good kitty <laughs> Then it's your needle drop because I actually have a note. Like I was like, yeah, okay. man, this movie is heavy on needle drops. Like, how much sure. money did they spend <laughs> on all these needle drops? I'm gonna tell you, with my feelings about this movie, I'm happy they did because it's like a trip down memory lane to like. Yeah, except for it's high. bad music. Uh, bad music. Uh, yeah, she's bad music. music. What? It's not you 80s, think... it's bad music. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. Really, dude? Come on. <laughs> it's not set in the 1980s, and they play No Doubts, I'm Just a Girl, which is a fantastic sequence to go along with what's happening in the sequence of events in the fight with Captain Marvel. I mean, it does fit. It does fit. Not all 90s Listen. music is bad music, dude. I love the 80s, too, but come on. Most of the you 80s music is bad music. You can write in at notfunnyguys.offthereels.gmail.com. All the right. 80s is so, bad music, plain and simple. That's the one. Oh, that's dude, like no, it's no, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you guys, all right. We are born in the 80s. We are not children of the 80s. All right. We were John we were raised with 90s music. It doesn't mean we can't appreciate John and I are it. Children of the 80s. No, I. You can hear it. There's no way you can appreciate it once you've heard it. <laughs> dude. You were walking up. So speaking <laughs> speaking of appreciating, Stand I like when it. Fury gets caught by the Kree again, and the Goose decides not to eat them, and then walks up and like is all lovey dovey with one of the Kree. Yeah, that, that's that's fortuitous. Yeah. So we find out Talos is there, and it's a great scene. I love the like the it, it's a callback to earlier. It's like let's do let's do Havana again. <laughs> yeah, so it's a it's great like little a, moment. Like um, we're gonna find she's, we're gonna get off the ship. Um, oh, I do love that. Um, Talos is like cover her eyes, cover Gaia's eyes. Mm -hmm. Don't let her mm -hmm. see. 
Um, we eventually get which she does a horrible job with. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> what does she horrible. do? Immediately sees, scars her for life so much so she will become a terrorist later on. Yep, that's what happens. Yep, that's why you don't let your kids see you um, shoot aliens, folks. Don't let your kids grow up to marry cowboys. Oh, you took it right out of my mouth. I was about ah, to say ah. it. No comment. Uh, we're going to get off the <laughs> ship and we're going to learn that Carol Danvers can fly, which I love how like, even she's kind of like, oh, well, I can fly. I love fly. how she learns it. Like, I love that she's yeah. about well, to hit the ground. Know, she's like, oh, wait. When you're falling towards the ground, as Douglas Adams says, that is how you learn to fly. You throw yourself at the ground and you miss. Yeah, well, she that missed all right. From, yes, that's a line from Douglas Adams, my friends. Then this is where this movie gets like super like high marks for me and like some big kudos. We've set up that she's got to stop Jude Law. All right. Right. Before she can do it, the Kree show up and Ronan fires the missiles. She right. takes out the missiles, takes out the fighter planes, right. takes out a whole Kree ship. She is Superman at this point. Literally she is clearly the, the most destroys. Yeah, she is clearly the most powerful hero in the MCU in this moment. Mm -hmm. Ronan's like about to get her, and she just stands like floats up in front of him, punches her fist together, and he's like, "All right, let's go. <laughs> we'll be back for the weapon later." Oh, but that what weapon? The woman. Yeah. I love when, when Lee Pace gets to say that. There's something about the way he pronunciates that, the woman. It's yeah. like ominous, but yet very on brand. Which we know he won't get to do that. Of course well, he won't. Because he's going to get taken down by a dance-off. Guardians of the freaking galaxy, but we didn't say freaking. <laughs> then, after that little bit, she goes back, and now we set up... Sorry. <laughs> It's a good line. We she she goes back to Earth and she's with Jude Law. So every other superhero movie has told us that now there's gonna be an epic fight. Huge epic fight. And it's just like one punch done. Get the fuck off my planet. That was fun. And I appreciate that. I that they didn't draw it out like they I love have. the fact that he tried to like, all right, come on. I'm so proud of you. You can do this. Now fight me. And she's like, boom. Nope. Yeah. Done. It, it's such a it's such a great moment. Mm -hmm. Um, God, I love you know that. I is? love that they you know what they that is? the balls to that do that. Is the that is the I don't have to play by your rules. Oh, that's yeah. what mm -hmm. that is. The Yon oh, yeah. Rog. That is exactly what she's doing. She's saying I have been listening to you for years now, telling I me trusted that, you. the rules I have to and do, all and men. I you. Yeah, and this male dominated figure, and she says I don't have to, and I have the power that I don't. I love it. And at this point, she has flown higher than anyone. She has flown faster than anyone and way further than everyone. That's right, baby. And Let's drop that Punches line. his ass out. Okay, drop that needle right now. Give me a tune. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can't I was that. trying to Sorry. think of a good 80s Don't song, but I didn't go have one. Sorry. No, 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 we can't afford this. Stop. Shut up. <laughs> we can't afford Stop. this. There is no way anyone could argue I sounded anything like the real song. <laughs> no, but fair also, now we're getting 90s to music. Let's pick better 90s music, too. Whoa. Slamming TLC. <laughs> so after the, right the really cool <laughs> Not funny fight. guys, don't off the reels at gmail.com. <laughs> I love when. 
we see Fury and them flying back. And there's been so many times in this movie. Is your eye okay? Is your eye okay? Mm-hmm. He's holding Goose. And you see, like anyone who's ever had a cat, you see that something bad's about to happen when he's got Goose like in front of him. And Goose gives that little bit of a... And then that claw just right across the eye. <laughs> taking out his eye. Um, which it's kind of weird how he's like, it's getting better, but then it's never going to get better. Um, he's just in denial. Um, all right. So Goose, he's lost his eye. The whole movie, we've been wondering, how's he going to lose his eye? We've finally gotten it. This is where Monica then, when they're at the table, mentions like she wants to help Carol. And Fury's like, well, you got to glow like her. We get hey, to did see you Sam Jackson. Mendelson going, oh, no. When he gets his eye slashed, she's like, oh, it's just a little cut. <laughs> oh yeah, mm, no, it's no, not. Callus no. <laughs> knows better. Callus knows better. Yeah. Do you think Lurgan's like have poison in their claws? So when I, it happened, it... it does swell up a lot. If you notice, like in the next, like in, in the in the dinner scene, it's like it's like a baseball yeah. on, on his eye. Uh, I like that that we see right after that when it's him and Carol in the kitchen. You see Sam Jackson light up in a way you don't see him in any other Marvel movie when he gets to sing the song. Mm -hmm. Like he is having fun in that one moment. He's getting to break break ranks a little bit, you know, I think. Yeah. Playing a different version of Fury. So, yeah. Well, Well, younger, happier that he'll be. He's not not in charge of so much. He's not weighed down. He's been been revigorated by this experience and all. Mm hmm. Um, Carol gives him the beeper. I got this beeper thing for you. Here you go. The page. Um, Your two-way the pager. Here it is back. I upgraded it. She's like, only use it if there's <laughs> trouble. Emergencies only. Yeah. Not like Cassie, though. Not like Cassie, where you just 911 everyone. <laughs> Actually use yes. it. Call back. Um, and then I like that Carol flies off into space and the scrolls go with her. I forgot about that. The scrolls leave with her, right? When did they Why come are back? they so pissed? Like, when did they, they come back for Fury to be like, things. "Come take our planet"? There's got to be something there. There's got to be loophole. <laughs> maybe camp. Maybe the Marvels actually takes place in like '97. Maybe, maybe it's '97. Who knows? Anyway, it's very confusing to me. Um, then we cut back to um, Fury at his office, and he's writing something about the Protector Initiative. And then Coulson brings him a box. What's in it? A bunch of eyeballs. And you see him with like the strainer over his eye, which is all it was weird to me. Um, and then Fury or Coulson leaves. Um, Fury still has Goose, which is kind of interesting. When does when does she get Goose back? Is Goose on Earth during the snap? We don't know any of these things. There's lots of questions I would like to have answered. But we do see um, in Monica's, <clears throat> no, sorry, um, not Monica, Maria's discharge papers, which I did try to pause to like see if there's a date. There's no date. Um, but we, there is the photo behind it. And we find out that Carol's plane was, it was Carol Avenger Danvers. Mm-hmm. And so he renames the Protector Initiative to the Avengers Initiative. Cut to credits. The tag one present day. Steve, Widow, Rhodey, and Banner looking at the pager. Oh no, it's stopped working. Let's restart it. And then there's Carol pissed off. 
sporting different hair than she'll wear later in the movie, the next movie. <laughs> it's a fun little thing. Um, and then it says Captain Marvel will return in Endgame. And then we get tag two, Fury's desk, 1995. A goose jumps up on the desk. A goose makes that familiar hacking sound that all cat owners know and dread. <laughs> That's what I said to Rachel. I was like, right now, every cat owner is like going through trauma. Yeah. Because <laughs> 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 they did a right few back. good hacks, a few good heaves before anything actually happened. I actually, my my last note I have of all my notes is most realistic cat vomit in a movie. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. Oh. Fun times, fun times. All right. Eric, if you will, tell us your final thought. Oh, wait a minute. Before we do final thoughts, sorry. Well, next week, what are we watching next week? We are watching Avengers Endgame, ladies and gentlemen. Avengers Endgame, you can find it on Disney+. Plus. Just one thing next time. You can thank us later. All right. Now, Eric, please, if you will. That is what is going on here. Um, I was not expecting a Barbie trailer or Barbie thing. Always Apparently. expect a Barbie trailer. Um, always expect the full Barbie. <laughs> Everyone expects no, the Barbie. That's, a, that's the new Spanish Inquisition. This is the Barbie. It. You'll never expect the Barbie. No, Ben Shapiro ex- didn't, and look what it got him. Well, Ben Shapiro would have if he would have lived in a Mojo Dojo Casa house, but no. Possibly. All right, Eric, tell us yes. what are your final thoughts on these two movies? Some actually, uh, you know, let's, let's throw a wrinkle for you. You have to sum up. You can final thoughts. You get three words each movie. First movie, Ant Man Wasp. Three words. Sum it up. Jesus, three words. Okay, that's it. Jesus, <laughs> three words. That's how he sums it up. All right. So, uh, where did you put Jesus? Three words. <laughs> I uh, I haven't yet. <laughs> Come I, back I, to me. I, Start I, with no, him. No, I, I've got three words. Okay, so we'll go to John. Sunny so John, Birch. Luis. Sunny Birch. I, I like it. I like it. All right, then where do you put Sonny Birch Luis? Now, and, I and your actually stars? do put this in number 10. I think I've had it, it rated higher than the first Ant-Man movie. Yes, you I did. I believe I gave it four and a half stars. You did, if I yeah. remember correctly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, between, it's smack between Civil War and Guardians Volume 2 for me. Nice. All right. I love, I just, I, I have way more fun with this one. I do like the first Ant-Man, but I think this one did take it up a notch and gave us even more fun. And I feel like Michael Douglas really brings some A-game humor in this one. Also, he brings super grumpy old man, too. He does bring super grumpy old man. Plus, I love anything with Lawrence Fishburne in it, so, you know, pretty much. So you really like Nightmare on Elm Street 4? Not that much. Not, I preferred him in when he appeared in uh, Apocalypse Now. All right, I still need to watch that one day. All uh-huh. right, three words: Captain Marvel. Higher, faster, further. Fair enough. Good callback. What's how many stars? And where'd you put it? I, I gave it four stars. I've got it between Doctor Strange and ahead of Iron Man two. I believe I've got that down at let's see, number twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I like it. I, I, I think some of the the music drops for me are really good in this one. I I think that I as someone appreciate the the the, the needle drops a lot. All right, all right, all right, Eric. I'm um circling back to you. Ant Man Wasp. I'm ready now. I'm ready. Three now. words. Go. Oh shit. Ant Man Wasp. There you go. 
I still like Jesus. Three words. <laughs> I do like Jesus. Three words. All right. What do you do star wise for it? Um, I gave it four stars. I, I didn't like it as much as the first one. I thought there was a lot of good to it, but I really did not like Ghost. Uh, I didn't really tag on this much when we were talking about it, but Ghost just kind of sucks as a character in the MCU. It's one of those throwaway villains. Uh, I think Ant-Man seems to be full of those up until Kang, where they really try to make the villain important. But the Ghost seems to have no relevance in the greater MCU, even in the greater Ant-Man U. Uh, um, and not so yet. it it cut, yeah, not yet, but like nonetheless, it just felt like a an added storyline, not a necessary storyline. Uh, but otherwise, it was great. I think the characters, the main characters themselves, everyone down to Hank and stuff, even were better. The wigs were better. Um, right. You know, it, it it was a more impactful movie in terms of the MCU in general. And I guess in a way that's fun. In a way, it it doesn't stand up as much on its own. But yeah, I gave it four stars. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a little bit less than Ant Man, but more than uh, X Men Days of Future Past. Yeah. So what number? Came in 27. Nice. All right. Three words. Captain Marvel, go. Get back up. All right. Good enough. Stars. Four and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and I placed her at number 17 uh, for right. me, which is, I mean, if you were to see the list, which you are obviously at this point, but if the, the audience tunes into my uh, my letterbox, they'll see it too. Yeah. Um, I think it's fair. Uh, I liked it. For me, my main issue and what kind of kept it down on the list for me was the beginning of Captain Marvel and the kind of perspective confusion stuff at the beginning. And it, it just it it takes until the second act to really kind of take off, I think. All right, here we go. Moment of truth. Yeah, where you, you at? both hated all these movies. So <laughs> well, that would be the it was, it, you know, it, it it was the unfortunate two movies to fall in between Infinity War and Endgame. I will definitely give you that, for sure. It, it right. was bookended by better movies, for sure. Alright, so, Ant-Man Wasp, my three words, Baba Yaga Truth Serum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what nice. I give uh, Ant-Man Wasp four stars. It is number 21 on my list. It is yep. just behind Team Daryl and in front of Guardians Volume 2. I do like Ant-Man a little bit more. Um, there's just something... I think it's probably because I get more of that initial like fun with Luis, and we get the stories with him, and we get a little bit of Falcon play. It's a little fun. Um, anyway. But I do agree with you. Ghost is a little bit of a meh villain. Sonny Birch is a much better villain for it. All right. It's, it's one of those failings I think so many movies have, especially second or third movies in the superhero, where they add like two or three villains. Yeah. When really just focus on the one, like just yeah. have one villain. I agree. Also, um, you're, the whole Janet thing was weird. But yeah, a little bit. All right. So, Captain Marvel, my three words it's a flurgan. <laughs> I give it four stars. It is number 19 on my list. It is just behind Ant-Man, just in front of Team Daryl. These two are very close. They are. Um, but it's good. You know, I enjoy these movies. Yeah, I think, I enjoy I think them we all. all kind of ranked them similar, actually. This is kind of interesting. Yeah. It was a similarly minded week. It was. It was. I look forward to see what we're going to do with Endgame and where mm-hmm. Endgame is going to fit for all of us. I'm um, guessing for John behind Doctor Strange 77. 
And I think for you, it's going to be just in front of uh, Man Thing. I mean, everything's just in front of Man Thing. I don't know that Man Thing's pretty giant size. It's taking <laughs> a lot of space, which is why everything's in front of. Me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not had enough of us uh, <laughs> yet. <laughs> You can write in and let us know, um, or you can write in and say, hey, you guys need to wrap it up quicker. Uh, you can do this by writing us at notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com. You can also find us on Insta at not underscore funny underscore guys underscore presents. Twitter, not funny guys pod, unless Elon starts charging for Twitter and then fuck that. Blue Sky, you can find us at the not funny guys. Uh, I promise we'll get better. Um, doing some messaging out there. Um, I've been moving, so um, that, that's why I did not do much this week or the last week. Don't you can talk find about me... the sausage. Oh, but the sausage is so good. It's got apple in it. On Twitter, you can find me at Vash underscore Maxwell, letterbox at Vash Maxwell. Hive, you can find me at myself. Well, not at myself, but it's Casey Franklin. On Blue Sky, you can find me as Casey Franklin. Eric can be found on Letterbox as Eckley. He can be found on LinkedIn as his own name, Instagram at hot honey underscore comics. And at some point in time, blue sky, you'll be able to find him. John, where can people find you? Not just for this, but for anything else, any rhetorical stuff. Uh, well, you can find me at, um, on Instagram at esoteric under, I'm sorry, esoteric underscore by underscore design. You can find me over on blue sky at arching with a PhD. Um, you can find me over on my Substack, which is esoteric, by design uh, at substack.com um, where you can find me doing writing and all kinds of other fun stuff. And then um, you can find me on letterbox at esoteric underscore Evans. Nice. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Um, I really appreciate it. Thank you audience for sticking for us this long and um, look forward to talking to you next week about one movie. It's going to be in game. It's all wrapping up. That's right. It's all Basically. one big long fight sequence. It really is pretty close. It's not. It's not. No. It's not. There is some. Other anyway, it's good. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Bye. Say not funny guys again. No. Not funny guys again. No, can you say not funny guys? Not funny guys. Welcome back, true believers, to another morning episode of I Fucked Up. The number one podcast on fucking up your lines when you can't read straight because you forget that you need to edit your script before you read it. This is episode 93 of Two Guys, a Girl, and I Don't Know What I'm Doing. On this episode, we're going to discuss Marvel shit. Not MCU, but marvelous pieces of shit that float down your toilet. Lauren Boebert. Oh, good one. All right, let's try this again. All right. I'm surprised that hasn't happened before. Because I sometimes I'll forget to cut words out and my mind doesn't take it out. All right.